Hello, everyone, and welcome to another riveting edition of Under the Floorboards, where we laugh with the creatures that go bump in the night. I am your host, John, joined as always by my beautiful co-host, Eric. Eric, how are you this week? Try not to burp. I'm fabulous. How are you? Well, you can burp and we can actually hear it now because some of you might notice this is our first shot with our new sound setup. Yeah, man. Big shout out to Tim for coming out and helping uh, redevelop our uh, sound design here at UTF. Um, and we have... Uh, dedicated microphones to each of us now we have Mm -hmm. new software we have new soundproofing available to us and that kind of thing and the goal with this was to provide you all with better listening quality so you're not hearing us speak through a blue yeti microphone (laughs) no disrespect to yeti but it is what it is yeah i mean sometimes you just got to level up your armor you know (laughs) right yeah and you historically don't like we don't have to get we we don't have to get in this too hard but like one of my favorite things why we're at this point for so long one of my favorite things about john is he has this thing in rpgs especially where he just forgets that he can level up his gear or change it out or level up his character or whatever because he loves playing it on hard mode (laughs) or just don't even think about it like uh we were playing uh dark souls 2 and uh, he was like, you know what I respect about you? You don't burn an effigy until you actually have to. Right, 100%. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to reinforce, like all jokes aside, like all of this is possible purely because of the support that everybody has given mm-hmm. us. Whether you're a free-to-play listener, like we like to affectionately refer to you as, or one of our patrons, we are here because you are here with us. Mm-hmm. And that is something that a year ago we couldn't have envisioned and... You know, we've got a lot of stories still. I think this is going to be the Pittsburgh episode, but I, again, I just want to mm-hmm. just say that, like, thank you from the bottom of our hearts as people who are ultimately just fans of horror movies that like fucking shit. We mm-hmm. can't imagine being where we are right now, surrounded by fucking soundproofing with dedicated microphones and everything <laughs> and like ready to recap one of the best weekends of our fucking lives. Absolutely. So again, thank you, bottom of our hearts. You guys fucking rule and we love you. Yeah. And I think just to add on to that is... In case you guys haven't been able to tell yet, this is our season finale. Mm-hmm. We won't be gone long. We're going to take about three or four weeks, uh, play with the new tools that we have, mm-hmm. and we have so much coming up for season two. We have been networking and trying to bring you guys the best content, and we're about to deliver. We started the beginning of this year off so strong, and there is so much going on that we need to take a couple weeks to mm-hmm. make sure that we're about to hit you guys like a fucking freight train mm-hmm. for season two. Yeah. Um, and a lot of it is recalibration, certainly because we're coming up really on the one year anniversary of this. So it is kind of fitting. Um, but it, this is also just a conclusive decision to really um, commit to this. I feel like, mm-hmm. and not that we weren't committed before to giving y'all what we wanted to give y'all, but this is where we're sort of trying to take ourselves more seriously. Mm-hmm. for your benefit um don't worry we're still gonna say fuck plenty but <laughs> oh yeah. yeah 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 um so um john i'm gonna go ahead and talk about some dates here if that's yeah, okay definitely. unless you had anything definitely, else to add. Definitely. okay so for people who are listening to the season finale right now i want to let you know that patrons are not going to be without content that's another Ever. advantage <laughs> of subscribing to our patreon um, is that we will continue to upload even in the de- in the off season for mm-hmm. a lack of a better way of putting it to our Patreon. However, um, exclusive episodes are going to resume on uh, Wednesday the 3rd. So this is going to be the week of May the 4th. Mm-hmm. That's a good reminder for everybody who's into that fucking Star Wars shit like I am. May the floors be with you. May the floors be with you. That's it. <laughs> That's the one. That's the one. Um, and so by association, free content will be available on uh, Spotify and other places where our our free-to-play listeners can hear us. Mm-hmm. 
on uh, Sunday, May the 7th. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we're going to take, like you said, we're going to take four weeks here, three or four weeks, mm-hmm. and just kind of recalibrate and get some content uh, recorded and filmed and meet our homies and everything that we're planning on doing. And we will see y'all then on that side of things. 100%. Again, patrons, you'll be seeing us the entire time. We'll still be active on social media. You'll still see uh, some inside looks and just little sneak peeks of stuff around the corner. Again, we have some really, really fucking cool interviews coming up. And it's so surreal, right? It is. Um, before we get into the surreality, uh, which is a word because I've dubbed it. You double check. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I'm saying I, it I, is. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I have dubbed it a word. <laughs> Surrealism. It would yeah. be the noun. But anyway. Shut up, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, uh, so what we're really excited to talk about here in a minute is uh, kind of the closing of this first chapter. Um, but first, I want to let everybody know, make sure that you are live on our social media. We mm-hmm. are about to be doing some giveaways. Um, not like super monetary uh, giveaways like some people like to do to mm-hmm. get followers. Yeah. Um, but like we're trying to give back for everybody that's been a part of this so far. Sure. Um, so it's going to be super basic, but we'll be giving out uh, some copies of Wolf Hollow and uh, some signed selfie guy portraits. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, it's really from cool. From Terrifier 2, for those who haven't listened mm-hmm. to that episode, yeah. And, like, if you don't know who selfie guy is from Terrifier 2, like, uh, what, yeah, that's wh- a good point. what yeah. are you even yeah. doing? It literally went live on Amazon Prime today. <laughs> so sick. So sick. Even though I bought it on Amazon already, I'm like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And we don't ever want to be those guys that are enticing you with like gifts or anything like that, right? So the concept here is ultimately at the end of the day is that we are going to be those guys that are enticing you because like, again, like not to reinforce this too much, spend too much time on this, but like, it's one of those things that like, um, coming from, um, my background and certainly yours where we came from families where we had that one person that was really into this shit mm-hmm. that taught us how to love it the right way. Um, I feel like people who fuck with us are people who kind of come from the same school. And so we want to also be able to like give back a little bit more than just like, re- you know, regularly demanding you're less than a gallon of gas. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because we do love you and we want you to um, enjoy the things that we enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And I'll go ahead and say it now. Uh, this is the only Patreon plug that I'm going to do this episode. And I know, uh, again, everyone's like, pluggers be plugging. So what is John even going to talk about this fucking episode? But, gonna plug. But I, I, I'm going to make one plug where, again, like, it's less than a gallon of gas. To be and a- we've been Pennsylvania now, so we can, con- like, we can <laughs> confirm that people north of the Mason-Dixon line, A, are getting fucked by the- <laughs> By the long, hard dick of the gas. <laughs> of the oil crisis. <laughs> Damn it, Putin! <laughs> $3 a month, right? Yeah, they're making record sales. <laughs> and this this may be me overstepping my boundaries here, but I also genuinely, with all of my heart, believe that we will never charge a tier one patron $3 to be a part of the patron. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. And, you know, uh, our prices are set what they are for a reason mm-hmm. because we want to be able to make excess content and we want anybody to be able to listen to it. This is a it. forever and always commitment that we're giving you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, again, $3 a month, you'll never be without content, even on our breaks and mm-hmm. et cetera. Um, but thank you to our patrons. Thank you to our listeners. And let's get into this fucking. 
Pittsburgh recap. So, man. bro, I uh, a want to thank you for facilitating this trip, um, and b want to make sure that everybody who's listening understands that this is again one of the greatest weeks that I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. Weather aside, <laughs> <laughs> it's just Pittsburgh right. <laughs> or West Virginia, I guess. <laughs> it was a lot of West Virginia, unfortunately. Um, I did appreciate that meme that you sent me four last night. Hours of West Virginia. Yeah, man. I don't know how people can stand West Virginia. <laughs> if there are listeners in West Virginia here, um, fuck you. <laughs> no, but just get the fuck out of there and make sure that you bring five dollars with Save you. Save yourself because. I think the thing that struck me about West Virginia, and this was a comment that I made to John. um, Yeah, the road trip didn't have a whole lot to do with our experience in general. However, the uh, toll roads in West Virginia did. And what it reminded me of, uh, any of our friends here that have played Skyrim are familiar with the first interaction with you have with a guard at uh, Riften. (laughs) Hold there. Before you enter the city, you have to pay the visitor's tax. What's the tax for? For the privilege of entering the city of Riften. This is clearly a shakedown. <laughs> All right, keep your voice down. Do you want everybody to hear you? I'll let you in. Right. And so um, the funny point, and maybe as the <laughs> as the driver here, you can attest to what the interactions were like from that standpoint, if you even care to go that direction. The oh, funny, I'm about to tear Virginia's or West Virginia's ass over. The funny point was that the toll for the first gate, there were two gates, right? Oh, oh yeah. Well, I'll talk the, when we get to the second gate. Okay. The the first gate was precisely $4.25. So the mm-hmm. idea being that you hand a $5 bill over to the guy and uh he gives you 75 cents back. So mark that. So here's kind of my thing to begin with is how do you set that as the price when we're coming off of COVID when they told us there was a fucking coin shortage? We're low on coins, so it gets better. So we go to, it's like <laughs> some West Virginia podong cousin fucking college, and there is the, a- The Bible College of West Virginia or whatever the yeah, fuck, uh, right? Yeah, what I yeah, said, yeah, cousin yeah. fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Catholics, <laughs> Where my Catholics at, am I right? Uh, so anyways, we like we get to the second toll, and again, I'm like- super fucking disturbed over the fact that this man handed me three quarters back Mm -hmm. for getting through this fucking toll booth, which is honestly still more expensive than any toll I've been through. Yeah. And I used to drive to DC regularly. Right. (laughs) I get it. They have government money, but, (laughs) but we get to the, the cousin fucking college and there is another toll booth that has 75 cents written on it. I was like, have you lost your fucking mind? Just charge, just charge me the five dollars. And don't build the fucking second toll because the funny point again was that this was like eight miles away from the first <laughs> toll, right? It gave you just enough time to negotiate what you wanted to do with those three quarters that mm-hmm. you were, were in your hand and like apply it to your change. Get a gumball fucking, at the general store right. on the way through, <laughs> and then they take it right back. You know what I mean? It. I think what fucked me up the most was when you roll up. Again, we're coming off of COVID where we ran out of fucking coins. Yeah. It was exact change. They only accepted exact change. No cards. So here was my thing. When we were leaving, like coming back from Pittsburgh and going through West Virginia, we were like scrambling to make sure that we had fucking coins so we could get through the. Right. What are we going to do? Go into a gas station and be like, hey, will you bring this dollar? I'm trying to exit West Virginia and I'm afraid that they won't let me unless I have three quarters on me. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that's exactly why 
John Denver wrote Country Roads about Western Virginia, mm-hmm. not West Virginia. Right. And the people out there, this is the point that I made to John on the road on the way back. The people that want to make the point that, no, in fact, he did write it about the state of West Virginia. If you listen to the chorus, Country Roads, take me home to the place I belong. Right. Mountain Mama, West Virginia, take me home. Even if he was writing it about the state of West Virginia, what he was saying in this chorus was, let me go the fuck home. Please take me home. (laughs) Get me away from West Virginia's mountain mama. Let her let me go. Right? It was one of those let my people go kind of thing. Only know you you love her when you Mm -hmm. let her go. Exodus. That sounded so much better in this mic, I bet. (laughs) (laughs) Exodus John Denver is my favorite John Denver. (laughs) So anyway, we make it through and we decide to bypass Pittsburgh mm. or Evan City, right? Do you want to talk about Evan City a little bit, what that experience was like? So the funny part was like when we were going up there initially, it was crazier traffic than when we got into like Dormont and the Pittsburgh area and mm-hmm. shit. It went down to like one road on either side. On the other side, it split into two roads where one side you could get off on exits, but they were all going to the same place. And it was like this weird traffic diversion mm-hmm. shit. And I was just fucking blown away by like, <laughs> there were like tractor trailers passing me and I'm like gripping the wheel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um, so we got to Evan City. And for those of you who don't know, the reason that we went there uh, is actually that is George Romero's stomping grounds as far as uh, R.I.P. Uh, yeah, R.I.P. to the fucking king. Yeah. Um. So we went to uh the Evan City Cemetery, which is mm-hmm. where um Night of the Living Dead, uh, nineteen sixty seven, I believe, uh, was filmed. Uh, we got to take pictures in front of the church, the mausoleum ask mm-hmm. area. Uh, we got to take selfies with uh, Kramer, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm pretty sure Eric's cursed now, or yeah, Eric at so least believes that, believes that he's cursed. I, I uh, <laughs> am um, or regrettably naughty. I'm joking. I'm openly a Christian man, and so I am one of those people that really ha- like, and not that other people don't, but like I personally have a tremendous respect for the dead. Mm-hmm. And the idea of Barry Allening my way onto a gravestone <laughs> and putting up the peace sign like I did in front of a dead person who served in the Confederate War is just one of those conduits by which I feel like I would receive a curse if that was a thing. Sure. Right. Um, I immediately slipped on mud and tracked it into John's truck. <laughs> so I felt like this was ultimately the beginning of the end. Um, it that was that was surreal. And like all jokes aside. Being in the presence of a uh, place that is an on-screen location mm-hmm. is something that, for those of you who haven't experienced it, need to find a way to do so. I feel like that's kind of like meeting a person in real life that you've seen on screen and like, oh, they are real. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Mark same, that. The same, this, yeah. The same, that, uh, the same can be said for a location as well. And it was, it was up mm-hmm. this weird, like fucking Sleepy Hollow Ichabod Crane ass Totally. Hill, you know what I mean? Totally. Where the tree line is sort of beneath you and you can see mountains in the distance, but there's this misty haze and there was a vibe about it that was absolutely spook it was fucking raining yeah right <laughs> it was it was um prime graveyard weather mm-hmm. i would say and that only enhanced the experience for me i don't know about you but like i really really that was cool 
Oh, yeah. And it, w- it was funny, too, because when you go up around the bend, when you're getting onto the Sleepy Hollow-esque exit that mm. Eric's talking about. Pine barrens on either side. There's you know? pine barrens, but when, when you get around the bend, like to the top, there's fucking houses up there. Like, there are people that fucking live there. <laughs> I, like... Here's my thing. Is I, I feel like if I lived there, I couldn't watch Night of the Living Dead. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I just feel like every night you're just peering That's out your window. Like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just. Ooh. <laughs> 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 um, so that was an absolute blast. Yeah, it was, it, cool. it was, it was kind of awkward because there was a uh, there was only one other vehicle that was there when we were there who we assumed were also tourists because they were parked. We, we drove around the graveyard for a second yeah, to, yeah, fi- yeah. to find out where the grave was. And it turns out where this vehicle was parked was also in front of the grave itself where everything from rise starts right mm-hmm. or night start. Um, and as soon as we made a move towards that location, they exit. Yeah. <laughs> but they were parallel with us. Cause we were on like, I think a row over mm-hmm. in the cemetery and as soon as we got back in the truck, because we you had found Kramer's grave right. on Google, and mm-hmm. we're like, okay, cool, we're gonna go take a picture with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they just start like slowly rolling with us, bro. If we were going four miles an hour, they were going three point. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was that. It was that like that Scarface shit. Just following, following. <laughs> ten meters, no more, no less. You know what I mean? That that was kind of the now the you vibe, give me right? the diamond. Yeah, right. And so that was it. Was it was everything that you wanted it to be and this was kind of a uh, an impromptu decision of yours right totally uh so so i'll, I'll speak on that a little yeah. bit because it was one of those things where i looked at eric on the monday before we left and i was like i gotta tell you man this is something that i really want to do and i think i put it as this is something that we're gonna do you did <laughs> But it was one of those things like we're we're probably never going to go back to pittsburgh Unless Mark calls us and is like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to grab a drink? And I'm like, hey, I'll be there in an hour. Because <laughs> I will never drive through West Virginia mm-hmm. again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're taking a train or a bus or a, uh, we're not taking a plane. We're leaving fly. on a jet plane. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, right. And so what was funny to me about that is this is kind of the, like, this is kind of the dynamic, right? <laughs> this is kind of the, the relationship that you and I have. I am a co-host for a co-host, right? You have more knowledge of this than I do. We're going to go with what you want to go with. And that's kind of the <laughs> attitude that I approached it with because I was like, yeah, we're not going to get an opportunity to go do this probably mm-hmm. for a while ever, mm-hmm. right? Um, and seeing a place where... I'm never going to a Steelers game. Yeah. <laughs> seeing a place where history was made within the genre mm-hmm. is one of those... We, we kind of had two decisions and Eric and I had talked about this actually a couple weeks beforehand when like we actually decided that we were going to go to Pittsburgh mm-hmm. um, about 10 miles east of us was uh, the mall. I, th- I believe it's called it's in Mooresville or Morrisville. Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's yeah. something like that, but it's the mall where they shot Night of the Living Dead or sorry, not Night of the Living Dead, uh, where they shot Dawn of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And there's like a very small like prop window where like they have their memorial to george romero that's like next to a dick sporting goods yeah. <laughs> also mark the dick sp- yeah. <laughs> yeah with the bust <laughs> yeah um so the decision was like we either go there or my vote was going to evan city mm-hmm. and the reason for that was back down the hill that was about 30 miles north of us mm-hmm. where 
uh, they filmed the crazies or most of it. Um, and that, for those of you who don't know, that is my favorite George Romero film mm-hmm. of all time. Also starring one Lynn Lowry. Mm-hmm. Fucking mark, mark that. that yeah. Mark the fuck out of that. Right. So I was like, we could hit two movies with one fucking excursion. Sure. And at that point, it's like, okay, if we're driving six hours and it's going to add another 30 minutes, essentially an hour between there and back. Let's fucking culminate all this and kind of amalgamize mm-hmm. all these different like film franchises and things like that into one experience, right? Also, Evan City is creepy as fuck. <laughs> and, and again, I made the comment about the weather, and the weather really, truly never changed. It was always mm-hmm. <laughs> right um and it had that air you go and what was it um uh, the sign as you enter from where we were coming from said evan city home of black gold yes if i'm not mistaken yes and it just had this vibe the uh, post office was closed but there also weren't people walking around evan city at all there weren't people on the sidewalks or anything yeah and we were there on a friday afternoon at like like 4 30 yeah right? there were a lot of people that were on the road like mm-hmm. when we went through evan city it felt like it took 45 minutes just to get through right. to where we, we were getting to just let out or whatever yeah you know? but the school looked abandoned it was cr- that shit was cr- that was creepy shit there's a lot of movement <laughs> but not a lot of movement if that makes sense yeah 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 it wasn't quite a tumbleweed town mm-hmm. you know yeah and <laughs> which again only like you know so yeah we we had gone through uh the cemetery and then the post office was literally like right down the hill from us and Mm -hmm. i was like we have to you know um i was a little heartbroken that i don't believe that the uh church exists anymore because i really wanted to get pictures of eric and us on our knees and then superimpose us on fire (laughs) because the the priest in the crazies was like one of my favorite scenes in the entire fucking movie right He's like, I'm going to my God. And he just fucking douses himself in gas and fucking lights himself yeah. on fire. And that's the fucking energy that I'm here for in right. a movie. Yeah. Self-immolation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was so surreal to kind of like, you know, walk in the footsteps of giants. Right. You know, yeah. it was. I think I made that comment to you at one point. I was yeah. like, how does it make you feel knowing that George Romero stood on that block of concrete? Shoot this, right? he drove this this road to mm-hmm. get here to do this it was yeah. fucking crazy that's the kind of shit that we out 100 percent. and you know um even just being in front of the mausoleum was just something else mm-hmm. you know it was like which incidentally uh, had been converted to a church yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah the pews were the pews were funny uh i i did check to see if it was locked and it was i you could see the bolt going through between the doors and i was like god damn it i was definitely about to break into this fucking mm-hmm. church on holy ground yeah it's okay guys i'm native i'm actually immune to curses so that's kind of why i was telling eric that he was okay from the get-go mm-hmm. he could have pooped on the grave and because he probably would have been fine because it was an indigenous person's idea for me to poop <laughs> on the grave <laughs> there's like you roll a 50 percent chance on that you know i think it's like 52 i think okay. you're all right okay cool <laughs> I feel fine today. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Touch wood. Um, He's going to yeah, text man. me tonight like, I'm shitting blood. <laughs> no, that was that. Never mind. We'll, 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 <laughs> we'll, we'll skip that part. So we exit um, Evan City. Did you want to talk about Evan City anymore? No, I mean, I, I just, again, I felt the presence of Romero inside yeah. of me. 
So, <laughs> and we make our way to uh, Green Tree, Pennsylvania, which is, I guess, a subsidiary of Pittsburgh. It was adjacent dormant where the Hollywood mm-hmm. Theater Hollow was. It was like two miles away. So we uh, found a um, a nice little fucking uh, double tree hotel, and we shacked up for the night, and that was kind of our experience there. We ended up. <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about the bartender and the <laughs> and the beer run? Cause I'm like the bartender. <laughs> we uh, had the world's okayest burgers at this hotel <laughs> bar for sixteen dollars. Yeah. I mean, like, that's not, like, an egregious price, but for the world's okayest burgers, first of all, the best burgers exist in Mm Winston-Salem at Hef's Burger Club. So, if you haven't checked them out, make sure that you do that. That's a destination in and of itself. Justin's also been on one, 100%, Mm -hmm. 100%. The backers for Hef's were like, you guys should franchise, and he was Mm -hmm. like, we're not going to do that. No, hell no. Because why would you? It's already perfect. He's, he's got that Mac McDonald shit all day long. You know what I mean? No, we're not going to franchise. I know you're a vault. I know you, Ray Kroc. I've seen your kind well, here before. You his know what backers I mean? are fine. Yeah. but they're I'm the- talking about the concept oh, of franchising oh, yeah, in yeah, general. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, but yeah, Hefs is, I mean, we, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it, but Hefs is up for a beard award, right? They did not make the finals, but okay. they were semifinalists. They um, were up for a beard award. For best new restaurant which uh, is a big deal within year one bro mm-hmm. so let's talk about the concept of like being nominated for a grammy before your first record has hit. <laughs> you know what i'm saying it's one of those kind of things right that's that's the quality of food we're talking about yeah and they're good people making mm-hmm. good food so it's right. like if you're in the winston-salem area make sure you check out Hef's Burger club yes, we fucking love you absolutely can't wait to have justin back on so saturday we uh we um sabado 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 we wake up and um it's apparent to us that storms that are have rolled through and like demolished arkansas are heading our way Mm -hmm. right and so we make the we make the decision that while it's sunny we're gonna go get some food and we're gonna come back because we know that there's gonna be like tornadic Mm -hmm. activity mid-afternoon which sucks. I love that. Tornadic. <laughs> that's a word. I believe it. And I didn't just coin that. That's actually a word. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we English were, is made up anyways. We had every intention of spe- uh, spending the afternoon leading up to the premiere in downtown Pittsburgh and just putting like, you know, foot to concrete and seeing what they yeah. know. Right. Yeah. And we got rained out a little bit. Um, so I want to talk about one of the best bar experiences that I've ever had in my life, too. Was it uh, Alexion's? Something like that. It sounded so much fancier than it was, mm-hmm. which is great. Like, for those of you who uh, don't know me, I'm trash. So <laughs> I'm the guy that, like, wh- I get this every time that I go to the bar. And I'm like, I'll take a shot of tequila and whatever. And they're like... Oh, well, do you want lime? Do you want salt? Mm-hmm. Do you want a chaser? I'm like, no, I am literally a trash can for alcohol. <laughs> mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah, Alexion's, you're 100% correct. Nice. Um, I that had. douchey, right? <laughs> well, and it, it kind of came off that way, didn't mm-hmm. it? it? Yeah. It was, it was in a, reg- a residential area at the foot of the hill from where our hotel was. And I walked in with zero expectations. We were hungry, we were trying to get brunt breakfast lunch, and there whatever was booze the fuck. there and there was booze there so we have a couple shots we have a couple beers and we um also have like the best fucking sandwiches we've oh my had in god a long time. dude holy shit so as the chef i'm gonna pass this one over to you and i want you to break this down for them okay so uh for their their french breads uh they do like this 
they do what you call a quick bread where it's like super low crumb which means there's a lot of density to it which i love i think mm-hmm. that's perfect closer to cake than it is like, <laughs> yeah, like wonder bread exactly yeah. exactly yeah. um and then the slices were probably like an inch and a half thick mm-hmm. and i i know i got the capicola sandwich because mm-hmm. i just love anything cured and i was like that with uh caramelized onions and banana peppers and mayo and the I realized why they cut it so thick, too. By the way, like, this place makes all of their fucking bread in-house, and for being, like, literally a hole in, in the wall, I'm like, I don't know where you have space for this, but Those this of, is fucking right. incredible. Those of you that are familiar with the concept of the dive bar need to also understand that they're baked. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what we're dealing with here. They were baking four different kinds of bread. Yeah. They had their baguette, they had the uh sourdough, they had the rye, and then they had the um uh they had the multigrain. Mm-hmm. And that's fucking crazy to me. Like that is like I know some of the best bakers that I'll probably ever meet. And, like, to be able to pull that off in a space like that yeah. was nothing short of incredible. Yeah. Um, it was probably, like, maybe, like, looking at the building from the outside, it was, like, a long, maybe 900-square-foot building, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm, like, they're, All- <laughs> they're operating out of, like, one convection oven. You know? <laughs> yeah, dude. And it was, they had the right alcohol there. They had the selection mm-hmm. there and that sort of thing. They had the TVs and they were doing the ESPN highlights, you know, the pirates and everything, Steelers, country shit everywhere. It was Pittsburgh over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, why does, was, for, this is my question for Pittsburgh, though, is yeah. why do y'all rock 1800 so hard? Right. <laughs> I don't. Because yeah. pretty much you're well, because like 1800 was like $6 a shot everywhere. And I was like, that's cool, but that's bad. Right. <laughs> So I had the uh, breakfast sandwich is what it was called. And essentially what it was was a BLT with egg and cheese. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had the house pickles there as well, which we would assume they also make themselves probably, right? Possibly. You know? I-, I couldn't tell. Yeah. I couldn't tell. I um, told you I actually had a sense memory eating that fucking pickle. You did, pickle. and that's, that's, <laughs> that's really what I wanted you to get into was that you tapped into that fucking like ego from Ratatouille, like having a flashback <laughs> to his childhood shit, and you were like, oh yeah, this tastes like love. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a place where I was growing up called Spanky's mm-hmm. that, well, looking back at it, the food was fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. The pickles were great. Um, but for a kid, it was really enticing because there were all of these, like, what's, what's the mold models that aren't paper mache? They're still like white or whatever. Anyways, they had like these full scale models of characters that would be like on the walls. And I mean, like, like plaster. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So they were like, they were like these plaster models of shit. Like Spider-Man crawling across the wall and like, yeah, there was all kinds of shit like that in there. And I loved going there, even though the food was terrible. (laughs) But those pickles. (laughs) Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I like your pickles. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, uh, But it brought me back there for like half a second. And I haven't, uh, I mean, Spanky's closed because they were bad. They were, uh, they were a drug front. I'm pretty sure. Sure. (laughs) After a while, but. Alexion's, however, was a, um, uh, like, dare I say, culinary experience. And uh, sure. it, it really was one of those things where if you live local to this, this is that spot that you're probably taking that date that's never been there before, you know, mm-hmm. and having the whole, like, dive bar vibe and everything. 
all the bartenders were super friendly. They were really quick to jump on like, mm-hmm. Hey, we left, like I asked for extra bell peppers or I'd love a refill of beer. What? Oh, no problem. I got you. Sorry. You know? And it was, mm-hmm. it was just a really good time. Um, and so we got fucking like hot and heavy on the food and everything and mm-hmm. the beer. Um, and because we had walked, I'm not going to keep giving you a hard time with this because obviously the weather isn't your fault. I didn't have um, to react the way that I did either because I thought I was being funny and clearly no one thought that that was right. the case. <laughs> um, so the uh, tornadic activity arrived <laughs> as we were <laughs> exiting Alexion's and we had to walk uphill both ways <laughs> in a hail scenario the topography in pittsburgh is fucking wild right right um in a in a hail scenario high wind 60 mile an hour gust um and i'm i'm livid right i'm gonna keep it real i was fucking pissed that we didn't just take i five. didn't catch on to that you know until I mean? you told me right. until it was like obvious right and so i'm it, obviously it's not fault i'm pissed that this is what's happened sure, to me sure, and not sure. the circumstances I'm that led up to it, it. <laughs> uh, you're never butthurt about stuff and that's what i love about you most um but i'm yelling at you is this what you wanted you wanted us to fucking walk you want us to fucking walk at the tornado and everything and i'm we, from texas of course that's what i want <laughs> i am fat and out of breath at this point because again we're walking up a fucking 60 degree angle hill at this point you know what i mean it's one of those inclines where they tell like they, there would be a runaway truck ramp on the other side oh, of totally. this <laughs> if there was a, if this was a highway this is what we have to walk up to get to the hotel yeah, so the old runaway truck runoff is actually the driveway up to the hotel exactly yeah with the hills and everything the fucking sand lumps and shit so we get back up to the hotel and everybody is like doing their best not to look at these two fucking morons that are walking up here, like in with 20 extra pounds of water <laughs> in their clothes and everything. <laughs> and again, I'm trying not to make eye contact with everybody, with anybody, at least of all, John, who's, <laughs> who is still cracking jokes at this point. And I'm like, you're not funny right now, bro. I don't know what to tell you. Um, but which we, is subjective, but it is you know. subjective. No, in, in hindsight, this is all part of the experience. And I was, totally. and I was being totally. a little bitch. I'll, I'll own this up as I was being a little bitch. Um, but we get into the, the elevator and there's a, a con- <laughs> there's a concierge or some, some form of hotel staff, some host. And she was coming up behind us and I held the door for her because I'm assuming she's going up, right? We're on the ground level floor yeah, in the yeah, lobby yeah. level floor. Right. And she goes, uh, she looks at us in our soaked fucking, like, you know, messiah level rain, you know, state. <laughs> and she just goes, oh, I'll take the stairs. And, and John goes, I'm going to try really hard not to take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> well, I go back to, like, John Mulaney's stand-up where yeah. he's, like, following the girl down the subway track. And he's like, no, I'm not a rapist. I'm just a boy. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Right, because we knew we looked like shit. We knew like we looked like we'd been through hell because we had the the wet dogs that we were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and we end up going back to the hotel, uh, like the room, right where we're staying. And um, I uh, again, I'm like, I gotta, get, I can't believe I have to fucking change clothes. This is what I was gonna wear to the fucking premiere, you know? And like, I get in there and I take a piss and I come back out and it hits me that there's like this overwhelming need to acknowledge the fact. I've had a shot. I've had three beers and the fattest fucking bacon, egg, and cheese sandwich I've ever had in my life. 
it's time for a fucking nap, right? Because, oh, again, yeah. we're trying to wait out this rain at this point. There's nothing going on. Where are we going to go? We don't know where we are. The premiere's not for four hours. I take a fat nap. Um, John, I guess, was in and out of consciousness to the point where he finally decided, you know what, I'm just not trying to sit in a hotel room for the entire day. Yeah, I took about, like, a 30-minute nap towards the end. I worked on some uh, stuff for Ember for a little bit and... Uh, did some emailing and some messaging and stuff yeah. like that. And then I was like, I kind of need the fat kid nap too. Yeah, yeah. But my sleeping abilities are weird. Like there's sometimes where like it hits 88 degrees and I just pass out <laughs> or I actually have to like, uh, force myself to go to sleep and not look like, uh, like a blue light for six hours. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, it's, um, it, I guess it comes around to like roughly four thirty. At mm-hmm. this point, right? We're two and a half hours out from like showtime. And John wakes me up and we decide to get ready to go to the premiere and we uh grab an Uber. What was the name of the bar that we ended up? Do you remember? I don't remember. I'm just No, all I remember was we walked by the pho place and mm-hmm. I was like, God, I wish I was fucking hungry. Cause it's like yeah. the broth as someone who makes pho, like the broth smelled perfect. It smelled right. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's correct. Where I do want to mention that we're in dormant at this point. We're we're adjacent mm-hmm. to the Hollywood Theater where this yeah. um premiere is happening. And we find a cool little Pittsburgh dive bar. Um it it it's obvious for anybody that's ever been to one of the like the suburbs of a major city like that, that all of these bars are places where people that are within this you know, community. Also, we have to give a shout out to Dan Dan the Uberman. Dan Dan the Uberman. <laughs> I forgot about Dan Dan the Uberman for a Dude, second. Dan Dan yeah. the Uberman was the fucking shit. He, yeah, yeah. We were explaining the fact that we were up here for a, a movie premiere, and he was just like, "Yeah, you just see that one person that like puts you over the edge. If anybody knew who the fuck I was, yeah, I would put right. you all over the edge." And right. I was like, "Here's my card." <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Dan Dan the Uberman comes off as somebody that knows more about everything than. Totally. You know what I mean? Totally. He's just that kind of guy. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, we end up in this kind of this kind of like, you know, hole in the wall bar that incidentally had a big ass fucking pool room behind double sided glass on the other side of the building. Um, and we caught the Penguins and Bruins game, had a couple beers. There were some beer league guys behind us that were talking about mm-hmm. like their roster for the upcoming weeks and that kind of I thing. I did catch on that they were beer league too. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to interact with them, but they didn't know me, so they didn't give a fuck, and which I it's fair. I mean, like I've played hockey and that kind of thing, and I'm not trying to talk about hockey. Sure. That, like I don't know, you yeah. know, because there's just that level, there's that veil there. You start playing Wonderwall on your yeah, fucking right. hockey no stick. No disrespect, like- <laughs> yeah, no disrespect or anything. But it's like I would really love to talk to uh, to fucking Pittsburgh people about hockey, and there just wasn't ever an opportunity presented. Like I said, I tried, and it's fine. Um, but we finish up there, which uh, you pointed out the instance of the pizza oven behind the bar. Yeah, right? so this was kind of wild. Was I know that like the health code is totally different, like area to area, even like county to county. A lot of times. Mm-hmm. Um, and for actually us being in Forsyth is actually really hard, too, because I was trying to get some fucking raw oysters the other day. I can buy raw oysters at fucking Harris Teeter, but I can't get them at my fucking local seafood spot because of those fucking restrictions. Sure, can't relate, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Poison sea bugs. For those of you who don't know, any form of shellfish will instantly kill me. I am amazingly, remarkably allergic to shellfish. His address is. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> but uh, and I meant to ask the bartender about it because I was just so fucking uh, blown away by the fact that 
she had like the Seven Eleven like mega pizza stove. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Ready in ninety seconds or less, and I was like, yeah, yeah. bruh, same. The like, only thing <laughs> that was missing were the fucking display cases with the hot lights at the top. You know what I mean? Where there's just dogs rotating and pizza slices that have been ruminating for forty eight hours. I did notice that they bought their uh, pepperoni and their cheese pizza, or the, like the pepperonis themselves, like oh. the slices. And the cheese pizza separately. <laughs> so they can modify. That's probably a good cost thing. Oh, though, totally. When you totally. think about it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's a good cost thing. I think, well, cost is probably whatever, honestly. Like, right. it's probably the same either way. I think it's more like convenience for bartenders because ultimately we were in a dive bar. We weren't, we, we weren't in a fucking restaurant. On we that weren't... cobblestone fucking ancient architecture strip <laughs> and dormant that we were in. And it was, it was a fucking. I, I loved yeah. it. I loved it. Yeah, it was it. a vibe. I wish it was sunny. Yeah. But, yeah, you know. <laughs> we were going to watch a horror movie. It was fun. Who gave a shit? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the, the bar was really nice. Um, I noticed there wasn't a lot of local beers everywhere we went. Like, the local beer was, like, yingling. <laughs> right. <laughs> We make Sam Adams in Pittsburgh, and then by that I mean we fucking import it from Boston. And yeah, that was the that was the idea though. Was it was just a place for people to come hang, watch a game, talk some mm-hmm. shit with the homies, have a couple slices of pizza, and go home. And this is all that a bar needs to be. Totally. At the end of the day, this is all that we're looking for. I mean, we talk about it all the time. How Winston is kind of a bar town downtown mm-hmm. and everything. Um, we're also going to mark that because there was another bar that's going to come up at, later on tonight. Uh, Saturday that we're we're going to laud. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Um, Anyway, let's get into the meat of our experience here. Yeah, because at this point, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was just say we are here for the Wolf Hollow premiere. So we got the pre-screener for Wolf Hollow in about February esque. Mm -hmm. Um, from Mark Cantu, who is a super talented writer and director. He's also- my new dad. Yeah. <laughs> I, I messaged him when we got home, and I was I like... I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dad, I'm home. <laughs> uh, so we, we had gotten... Uh, you know, back and forth, Mark was talking to us, for those of you who have seen the episode, where he would tell us, oh, you know, like, if you come up, like, we'll have vip tickets for you and right. i was like i don't know if that's feasible like we'll see and this that and the other there was a point where we weren't gonna go i mean oh, we totally. had that conversation where like i just it was about when we went to mad monster yeah i think when we went to mad monster we came back and we had a blast mad monster was incredible mm-hmm. we highly recommend it but we kind of looked at each other and we're like we need to do this yeah i'm gonna make this comment real quick too i feel like this is sort of like the lesson <laughs> subtext if you will of under the floorboards is a year ago we didn't think this was possible right 100 when we started this when you had this idea initially and you approached me with it this wasn't even in like the wheelhouse of what we could achieve period let alone Mm -hmm. within a year's time and something that i want to extend to anybody who's listening is that when an opportunity prevents or presents itself prevents itself itself, (laughs) presents itself a fucking sorry. opportunity just slits yeah. its throat <laughs> right. <laughs> right. when an opportunity presents itself to do something cool and different and weird and potentially you know uncomfortable mm-hmm. take those opportunities totally because you never know how your night is going to progress ah mark that let's keep going also i the only thing i want to say 
on top of that is this is something that I say to a lot of people in general, sometimes as a joke, a lot of times I'm actually being serious. I know it's hard to tell half the time, yeah. but seriously, like don't let your dreams be dreams mm-hmm. because like, seriously, I would have never thought that trimming some fat would put us where we are right mm-hmm. now. And 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about. Anyways. <laughs> but anyways. That's a Blues Traveler song. For those of you who don't listen. but You should be listening to Blues Traveler. You should. Yeah. I've seen them like yeah. eight times nice. now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we're, you're going to get, I promise you. Yeah, yeah, but I have to stop like closing my eyes because I realize that Laura's never going to be the one to catch it for me. <laughs> I have to stop coming during the harmonica solos. <laughs> no. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. It's, it's a fucking Swiffer wet jet commercial or like a, like a bounty commercial, the paper towels and everything wiping up the... F- yeah. Anyhow. Uh, anyhow. Mm-hmm. Um, so... You know, we finish up our beers and it's time. I had texted, or I guess, I my theory is that it's still Mark that runs the Wolf Hollow Instagram and just never told me because mm-hmm. I like felt it in the way that they both would message me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I asked him, I was like, you know, what time can we go in? Six o'clock. So we head out. At like 605 because we're not trying to be those guys right yeah um <laughs> and there's a queue forming right yeah, yeah. The, queue, the queue is forming and we you know we had already taken some pictures out front earlier before everybody because got i just want to emphasize the fact that like those of you who have seen it know what we're talking about but john's quote for the movie itself oh, yeah. is on the poster that's on the side of a theater that's premiering a movie Right, and this is one of those like, oh, we fucking are, we're here now, mm-hmm. you know. We are under the floorboards, right, fam. Bitch. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go listen to the Conjuring again, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Stacy's gonna have something to say about that. That's yeah, okay. <laughs> Always with the Conjuring. So all that I'm saying is, everybody that we talked to for the rest of the night about the Conjuring, 100 percent agreed. Us. anyway except for brian's wife but we'll get into that we love later. you stacy yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we're filing in right and we are there's here and there people that we're recognizing mm-hmm. because like you said we got the pre-screening of this which again super generous of mark mm-hmm. thank you dad um but we Thanks, are dad. yeah uh really cool theater right mm-hmm. really cool the the fucking um 1920s vibe yeah, dude. they had the uh their soundproofing on the interior of the theater was the classic velvet mm-hmm. on either side which was really nice um, you, you had the concession stand front and center as soon as you mm-hmm. walk in right by the ticket booth it's a booth it's not a fucking like exterior thing it's not a you know it's just a dude standing behind a counter how much okay 15 two people okay go you're right and i felt like it was, it was supposed to be sick. smoking a cigar when i went to the i know potty. i did too with a, <laughs> a really long fucking silly french cigarette holder that's like four <laughs> feet long you know because they had like these nice ass leather chairs in the bathroom yeah dude. <laughs> i was like waiting for like the dude some dude to like walk up to me with like a fucking like the the cigarette girl mm-hmm. drop in front of him and be like, hey, can you get a cigarette toots? <laughs> right, 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 right. Who's the tomato? Oh uh, yeah. Also, they had the f- well. It was Brian's wife, but anyways, there. <laughs> anyways, there was this fucking um the the urinals that they had were the ones that were like half the wall. So yeah, yeah. They just go into the floor. The fucking you can't miss urinals. <laughs> My dudes out there that know what we're talking about, you know. <laughs> The girlfriend can't leave you urinal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
yeah, this theater was fucking incredible. It had one the, cinema. One cinema. Right. It was it was one of those classic things that I had ever seen. And it had a balcony mm-hmm. as well. Now, originally going into it, we thought that uh, the balcony was going to be the VIP section. For the elevated people, as it Which, were. by the way, we were fucking in. Right. Um, but what it actually was for VIP was you got to choose your seats mm-hmm. first, which is even fucking bad. Right. Because <laughs> we grabbed that low bowl, like, six rows out mm-hmm. from the center kind of thing, and it was... Yeah, Eric wanted an aisle seat for a quick escape. Let's talk about that. I want people to fucking correct me on this if I'm wrong, but I feel like for people with anxiety, you want that aisle seat, mm. right? Um, anytime that I'm going to a place that's a gathering of multiple people that I've never met before, let alone many people, I want to be able to identify where my escape routes are in the mm-hmm. case of an emergency, right? Hence the aisle seat. Sure, totally. You know? and, and, and I get that. I think for me, where it stops in my head is... I have to survive for 87 minutes. <laughs> 100%. And that's, and that's what I resolved. My, it's like, dude, you're watching a movie with your best friend of the world in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, directed by like your other best friend of the world. <laughs> you're not, you know, your, your dad. <laughs> you are going to be fine, right? And yeah. that's, that's that talk yourself out of it kind of thing. I know it's exciting. I know that your heart mm-hmm. rate's going and that kind of thing, but that's that talk your way out of it moment and just kind of like calm yourself down and understand that you're going to have a good time regardless. Mm-hmm. Worst case scenario, you go fucking like shit in the cool bathroom with the leather <laughs> seats downstairs, right? You gather yourself, you come back, and it's great. So I'm shitting everywhere. <laughs> anxiety water poop. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we in the business call butt pee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, um, all jokes aside, the movie uh, gets to a point where it's going to start. And um, yeah, well, even like, before that, I was going to say, let's talk yeah, about like, yeah. let's talk about the shit that happens in the lobby ahead of time, right? Because we get there and Mark instantly makes eye contact. It's like, you're my boys, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And he giving off the, those king vibes already, uh, dude. He he comes around the table. He he ends the conversation that he's having with somebody, which again is one of those things like you know you've made it. With somebody somebody would rather talk to you than whoever the <laughs> fuck they're talking to. Comes around the table, just gives us the biggest hug, the biggest like thank you for coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was all the validation we needed if we needed validation for this in the first place. Yeah, totally. But it was so nice to meet the man that gave us the greatest werewolf movie of all time. And put our arms around this dude. He's been like kind of like a backbone resource for us, both oh, from yeah. a social networking standpoint, um, but also just from a mentorship standpoint and everything. And the, I say he read my short story that's and what told I'm me his thoughts on it. Exactly. Like, that dude's that dude is fucking goaded. And being able to meet this dude, he's the nicest fucking dude. He's mm-hmm. the, I, like I say that with no hyperbole. I say that like with all that shit where you hear like, oh, he's a really nice guy. You should meet him one day. No. Mark Cantu, you are a fucking king among kings, and you deserve every bit of every bit of anything that mm-hmm. you get from this movie and in general because you're mm-hmm. just the nicest fucking dude. Mark is one of those people that uh, one of the most uh, incredible qualities that I've seen is he is a shit talker, but he is someone that throws shit on your chest and not your face. Right. And uh, that's a great way of putting it. And that is the mark of someone who is fucking hilarious, mm-hmm. which is also something that this movie was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to uh, just to reiterate what you just said. This is the best werewolf movie that I ever mm-hmm. saw uh, and have ever seen. And I even uh, messaged uh, the Wolf Hollow page and I was like, 
hey, like, I just want to make sure I know how the VIP thing works and this, that, and the other. And again, this was me thinking that it, or me kind of figuring out that it was Mark on the other mm-hmm. side of it. Um, but it was one of those things where he was like, well, thanks for giving a shit about the movie. And, right. And guys, here's the thing. I'm not being a fluffer when I tell you that this is the best werewolf movie right. that I've ever fucking seen. And Mark's that that level of humble where he's not ever going to expect you to reciprocate that level of admiration, right? Mm-hmm. You know, he's always going to be that dude, well, thanks for giving a shit. You know, it's just like, <laughs> dude, dude, of course, man. Mm-hmm. You know? So we met our boy. We weren't trying to, uh, we weren't trying to take up his time because it was, you know. Pre- it's his night. Well, it's his night, but it's also pre-theater time. Yeah. So this is not the relaxed time. This right. is the this is the anticipations building, and yeah, one hundred percent. Um, and while we're at the table, um, it was really funny because uh, Brian Saponis was actually coming over to mm-hmm. us, and Eric was standing over by this table that had wine bottles on it. And fucking mark that. And I asked him, no for, pun intended. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> watch, watch this for just a second. I'll be right back. And then Brian kind of caught me from the side yeah. and I was talking to him for a minute and I look over and Eric comes around the side and he like left my drink over with the, right. <laughs> with the fucking yeah. wine. I was like, I, I, I did leave his beer in roofie territory. <laughs> like, like hyper roofie. Right, territory. right, 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 right. It's next to the unopened alcohol. So there's only one option if you're going to put a roofie in an alcoholic <laughs> beverage here. Right. Well, this person's going to get molested tonight. Which was definitely a my bad kind of moment, but it was also like just oh, to like justify fine, yeah. my decision making. <laughs> Really <laughs> wanted to go meet Brian at the same time, you know, really wanted yeah, to go to- shake it, totally, you know, totally. and he and his wife were there and they both looked fucking fantastic. They mm-hmm. were, you know, dressed to the nines and the hair was perfect. and Everybody was like uh, looking great. Super. Mm-hmm. Brian had a pack of chocolate Twizzlers, which I've never <laughs> experienced before, who, which he generally uh, generously offered to us and was like, here, like come to the dark side. And Mark was like, don't you fucking do it. <laughs> Mark looks at it and goes, give me the VIP passes back. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. I told Brian, too, I was like, I'm actually more of a uh, a black licorice guy myself, mm-hmm. you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, The darker side, <laughs> the, as it were, yeah. I was like, I want to yeah. feel those black peppercorns mm-hmm. cracking my fucking teeth when, right, yeah. <laughs> when I'm eating my licorice. I'm, I'm a red licorice guy. I can crush some fucking red licorice. Sure. Lizards, I think the yeah. cherry ones are good. The filled ones? That's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, with, oh. like, like with the fucking, like gooey splooge yeah, you crap the in the middle of them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Um, yeah, so so we met Brian, and I, to- I told him, too, I was Again, like... Again, just yeah. another fucking gem of a human being. And yeah. he was... It's funny, because, like, you know, watching him, he's always a villain, but he was, like... They're always cor- the best guys. Yeah, I would say, yeah. he's quirky, he was funny, mm-hmm. and it was, like... So charming. Even when I talked to his wife later, she was like, yeah, I have to, like, keep up with his fucking energy, mm-hmm. and she had pretty high energy mm-hmm. when I fucking met her. Yeah. Uh, so we were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, this has been amazing. And again, like, we were trying to bounce through people to not corner people because this is their night. They want to get out. They want to talk to all these people. Because we had gone back and forth about the idea of having a microphone on us and kind of recording yeah. this. And we kind of, like, landed on the concept of, like, but we don't want to be interviewing these people on a premiere night either. We aren't exactly, press, And we certainly aren't trying to, like, prostitute what they're going through for the sake of like our benefit either it's not about us no it was that concept of i'm going to put the camera down and just experience this it's not about recording yeah and and that's kind of the thing is like we didn't even get uh signatures but we got pictures 
You know, and I think that a picture's, a picture's worth a thousand words, you know? Speaking of pictures. Oh, my God. We so, work our way back to the door. Oh, my God. So I, I'm going to cover this one. because Because this I was can, your moment. Th- this was like, all right. So, again, The Crazies is my uh, favorite Romero movie of all time. Also a big fan of Shivers and Cat People. Mm-hmm. And guess what all of those movies have that Wolf Hollow also has? That is the beautiful Lynn Lowry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Eric and I were talking. Drop and that stunning. I would like to go ahead and put out there that I feel like I'm pretty big on holding the door for really anybody. But we're st- this man jumped over bodies and piles <laughs> of fire and all. Kinds I shot of ex- six children. Explosives <laughs> were going off behind him. He lost a leg in the process. Got back up on his fucking one leg self. Opened the door for the queen herself. Miss right. Lynn fucking Lowry. Welcome I, to it. I saw her coming from, it was one of those rectangle panels in the, uh, in the door and it was like love at first sight. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, <laughs> that is a, for those of you who like, aren't aware, this is the person that has probably made a horror movie for the last 50 years. Right? Mm-hmm. Her catalog is absurd. Yeah. With yeah. how much is out there. Extensive doesn't even cover no, it. It's absurd. <laughs> right and she elegantly walked in said thank you john and like made eye contact with me i was like welcome <laughs> i don't even know why i said it like that i was just like welcome to it <laughs> well welcome <laughs> right and she said thank you darling because she has this like she has this air about her voice too where she's just they're a classy lady and then there are lynn lowry's yeah you know what 100%. i mean and like that's that's what we were dealing with um, and we, I, I immediately, she moved into the lobby to continue talking to whoever she was with and mm-hmm. like mingling. Initial like greetings thinking. and such. And it overcame me that I needed to shake John's hand being <laughs> the man that opened the door for her because I felt like that was my one degree away from greatness was that I get to touch the man that opened the door for <laughs> Lynn Lowry. You know what I mean? And I was like, sir, oh, no, man, I think you got closer to greatness than I did that. Sir. Night. <laughs> well, okay. So like, we'll mark that too. Um, and I do want to preface this by saying that, like, all the conversations that we have, I would love it to remain private for the sake of, like, you know, oh, just, yeah. like, preserving 100%. that anonymity. Um, but there, anyway, There's a couple anecdotes that we will tell. We, but... will, we will keep, like, the majority of the stuff to ourselves. Just because I feel like... that's our experience, I, I feel bitch. like, A, that's the right way to handle this, but it's also, B, like, yeah, it's our own. We're telling the fucking story here, nerds. Um, so Lynn walks in we actually got to meet somebody who recognized us because we went downstairs to do the red carpet thing and we we took our photos and everything we took the photo with the wolf Um, really cool experience like actually like albeit like a a fucking like like four foot by two foot red carpet that was like crossed with (laughs) another four foot by two foot it was technically a red carpet which was just funny to me that was the humor side of it that was so apparently that's how it is I didn't know that walking right, into it. Right. I thought the red carpet was, you know, was a, a fucking two mile long thing of nothing but press people. And like Katie Couric is there for no reason. You know what I mean? Al Roker, you know, Ben Shapiro, <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, why yeah. is no one wearing clothes? So that was that was uh, beyond sick to be able to do that mm-hmm. and have that experience. To, I'm really like, excited actually, to see like, our pictures come out I too. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I was trying to make a face and I don't think I executed what I was trying to execute. And I also don't care. Um, I was trying to be like the cake topper for Mitch and cam from modern family. <laughs> I don't understand that reference, but nice. 
Let um, my leg was pop, fellas. Right. There you go. <laughs> um, I assume anybody that knows knows. Um, but we make our way back upstairs. It's game time. It's time to fucking jump in shit. And we find our seats. You know, we're sitting mm-hmm. here chilling. Really comfortable, by the way. Totally. People, you know what I mean? Kind of like I'm rocking back and forth because I uh, got some like play here and everything. But because no. it wasn't like a fucking Rigid IMAX theater. Wood on it was, wood well, kind of. What I was going to say was it's not like a modern theater. It's not like an outdated theater. Right. But it's not like a modern theater where like, you know, you're electronically like putting the footstool up and all that kind of shit. Yeah. It fucked me up a couple times because I like would lean back and I'm like, whoa. Right. <laughs> but it's also not one of those like middle school assembly rooms either well this hasn't been updated you know what (laughs) um and down the aisle walks mark Cantu, our Mm. director our hero our captain our king right (laughs) and he introduces the movie under the spotlight and Mm -hmm. it kind of like dawns on me that like this is fucking for real we're Mm -hmm. here man like everything else i just didn't feel like it had happened up to the you know yeah didn't feel like it had happened um and lean back and we enjoy the greatest werewolf ever 100 percent, 100 percent. and guys do you want to save the movie for a later episode oh, like 100%. a proper review of the movie okay 100 so, yeah. okay because we're not gonna do that until mark either a wants to do it with us mm-hmm. or tells us that we can go ahead and okay. do it i like it you know because like yeah especially when we're reviewing friends like that man like there are not enough things in the world that i can say not only about mark but everyone else on that cast everyone that was a part of this project has been so kind and so incredible and so ready to throw themselves into the utf world and we'll talk uh about a little bit about like people like lucas dunaway and shit like that when we get back into the lobby later Mm -hmm. but there there was so much that surrounded this movie there was so much talent there was i like Usually I make fun of shit and I can, and there's right. There's a level of like levity or something that you can poke fun at, but also it's just that good. It's like, it's hard to make fun of first of all, because it's already horror comedy Mm -hmm. and like, it's also just that fucking good. Mm -hmm. Um, for those of you who, uh, who don't know, I'm not going to get into all of the points that connect each other to Mm -hmm. what I'm about to say. Mark Cantu loves ripping spines out of people. And if that's not enough for you on to, screen, on yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that scene from Undercover Brother mm-hmm. where he's like, "Don't call me a sissy." Right. You know, Patrick right. Harris right. like rips the dude's spine out of his ass. Fatality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but if that's not enough for you already to go see this movie, like I, mm-hmm. I don't think I can actually help you. Yeah. Like on any kind of. Mm-hmm. I can put my ear to the ground and try and find your spirit guide, but like mm-hmm. I don't think I can actually help you. No. <laughs> I also don't believe that you believe that's real. Um, no, <laughs> <laughs> no. So the movie wraps. There's a lot of standing O's. There's a lot of. Uh, I'll be honest, I got emotional because again, I was so proud of uh, the entire team behind mm-hmm. this knowing these people as friends first before experiencing this mm-hmm. was definitely a, a catalyst for those emotions and just kind of watching it from the outside looking in of somebody that you love with all of your heart succeeding at what they had intended to do is a really beautiful moment and again like jokes aside like i can't like i can't make fun of that experience because it was just one of those things where you're watching these people that you love doing the damn thing mm-hmm. and execute it wasn't even just like, oh, I know this was shitty, but at least I tried. It's like, no, you made a great fucking thing here, right? Yeah. 
and that absolutely was, that was unbelievable he brought the whole cast down to the front and everybody was standing under the spotlights so and we had a really cool q a session uh you actually had like two or three questions mark i, ha- I had two mark kept uh, calling on you because he knew in fact the words <laughs> the exact words were that's why they pay you the big bucks right so yeah. for those of you who don't know um I am what one would call a sniper in the Q and A's. Even the best part was even at Mad Monster when I was being ignored because, mm-hmm. like, the first time we were at Mad Monster, I was the first person mm-hmm. for each Q and A to ask a question, mm-hmm. and then at the second one, I just barely got last every mm-hmm. time because the moderator was trying to fucking I won't be ignored. <laughs> <laughs> But the moderator was actually like trying to ignore me, and like yeah. the other girl was like, the girl who was actually bringing the mic around was like arguing with mm-hmm. the moderator. No, this dude had his hand up for thirty minutes <laughs> <laughs> in two Q and A. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> you did this thing for like a week afterwards, where your right shoulder, where you'd been holding your hand up, was significantly bigger than your left <laughs> shoulder. <too. laughs> I looked like I had been watching porn for a week. <laughs> for a week, by yourself, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but my fa- my favorite was uh, there were two instances in the Q and A that I really thought was funny. Uh, the first was uh, in one of the scenes. Uh, there is a trailer, and there is a uh, Labrador mm-hmm. on it. And one person asks, "Like, was that intentional?" Mark was like, "Yes." They moved to like two or three questions later. <laughs> she was like, "So what about the dog?" Right. <laughs> he was like, "We already answered that." Right. He was like, yes. "Oh, that was like kind of the other like the question." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But my favorite moment was uh, there were two questions left. And honestly, I wasn't going to ask another question sure. until this person. You felt the need to pick up for uh, this. For someone else's inadequacies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the person. I, go ahead. I'm going to remark on it later. The, the person asked the question. There are two characters. Um, one dies and one does not. Mm-hmm. But they have this budding friendship throughout the entire movie. And that if is obviously platonic it's a it's excessively platonic yeah now he asked uh and of course it was a joke but he goes so what was it like dying in the friend zone because heteronormative culture would tell you that in order for a boy and a girl to be friends they would have to have sexual chemistry first (laughs) right that being the idea and it's going on and again i i do get it from a comedic standpoint i'm not trying to drag the dude that answered that because again i feel like he was trying to wrap up the q a with a funny Mm -hmm. like quip and that kind of thing and it was well done but it was also one of those things where i feel like you missed the movie oh totally you know what i mean and it was like i feel like you were making that kind of came off a little Came off a little condescending, but it, mm-hmm. I, I know it wasn't intended that way. That was just how I read it. So as soon as he asked that, like he didn't, he finished his question and I raised my hand <laughs> mm-hmm. because there is another couple in the movie that I'm not going to spoil mm-hmm. who it is, um, but it is a, is homonormative a word? Or am I just it, making it shit now. up? Uh, yeah. I feel like when you put a suffix after something, it just kind of makes it what it the is. The Under the Floorboards Dictionary is available to our Patreon for $3 <laughs> a month. Yeah, I said I wasn't going to plug. I right. never said Eric wasn't yeah, going to. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there are two characters that are gay in the movie, 
And I raised my hand and I was like, well, what was it like dying in the love zone? <laughs> and there was a big like, oh, <laughs> kind of that like fell over the audience and everything because we're not North Carolina anymore. We're in Pennsylvania and people care about gay rights up there. So <laughs> we, you say up here like we're still in Pennsylvania. I said up there is what oh, I said. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, and it was, and Mark goes, yeah, that's great fucking follow up. That's why you get paid the bid, but big bucks. And he keeps calling you John Hull. Like he doesn't just call you John. You get the first and the last time. I think it's the two syllable gang. You I, th- know what I, I, mean? I think so. I yeah. think so. Cause I definitely ran into that in football a lot mm-hmm. in high school. Yeah. It's like, I would hit somebody like, there you go, John Hull. Mm-hmm. There you go, John Hull. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's in a J hole. Right. <laughs> But it was it was cute, and it was uh, it, that was under the floorboards. I mean, that was just that was just our brand of humor that we were interjecting mm-hmm. on um, some socially inept questions, mm-hmm. um, which I just thought was, <laughs> was funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, Q and A ends. We make our way out to the uh, lobby again, and we run into uh, Jess fucking Euler. Jess fucking Euler. So some of you might know her from Wolf Hollow Massacre Academy. Mm-hmm. Or one of our last episodes uh, doing Black Phone. Phone. Yeah, yeah, which uh, a lot of you actually jumped that episode to the top. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good call on your part. So the ones of you that have li- <laughs> those of you who have listened to that. Yeah, great episode. Um, great episode. But Jess was, uh, she looked fucking stunning. I mm-hmm. mean, she was doing her thing and she was her normal, like, just charismatic, funny, mm-hmm. high energy self and everything. It was really great to meet her in person. Mm-hmm. Like at the photos and everything. Um, she actually tried to get us to go to the uh the con that was happening uh, oh my God. the day afterwards. Yeah, yeah. It was like Steel City Con the day afterwards. And yeah. I was like, I don't think we can spend any more money. Right. <laughs> I, I'm clinging to my last twenty dollar bill. <laughs> I wanna yeah. swim away, but right. don't yeah. know how. <laughs> so it was super fucking sick jess i hope you're listening um but it was super fucking sick meeting you and uh getting to see you in that place where mm. uh, again we're just infinitely proud to be able to call you a homie and mm. all of that part of was, the utf gang she's yeah, part of the Bucci gang right Bucci gang Bucci gang <laughs> we are um again just blown away so mm. um outstanding performance in the film all that shit aside great human being or mm-hmm. you know what i mean and it then we met Christina, who Christina, was also exactly very nice. The same way. Um, she's actually moving to Atlanta, so all of our Atlanta homies that are mm-hmm. listening right now, make sure, you, yeah, yeah. Like you're getting an absolute gem. Make sure you're picking up on talent. Um, again, not trying to do any spoilers yet. Um, she was phenomenal in this movie, um, and her role was written very, very fucking well, and mm-hmm. she portrayed that very well. Um, and then uh, we went out and met Brian Saponis again yeah I, I, again because <laughs> yeah. i like i saw that he right. was outside talking to people i was like fuck mm-hmm. we did not get pictures with him earlier yeah, yeah, yeah. you know yeah. and that was one that i was like i already know that he's not on instagram so i was like i will literally never hear from this dude again unless mm-hmm. i get like his email from mark yep. so mark if you're listening right now hook us up <laughs> let me get that email mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then uh we meet my homie Lucas Dunaway, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, um, who had the sickest. Oh, my God. It was like a tiger pelt. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His effect. I think you guys copped a little bit of a feel, right? A little bit. Yeah, this was the part where my um, bisexual side came out a little bit, and I was like, okay, cool. 
I'm gonna I'm just gonna like uh, hug that shoulder a little tighter, and he like hugged my waist a little tighter and everything, and it was. <laughs> while his boyfriend was taking a picture while his boyfriend was taking a picture of us and everything i felt kind of i felt kind of sexy um <laughs> but yeah no it was he, he, great again like i can't overstate I'm, I'm not trying to just echo everything that i've said about anybody else here but just like really fucking good people right oh totally really fun people to hang out with smart mm-hmm. charismatic loves this shit kind of human mm-hmm. beings you know it's like the kind of people that you want around all the time right, right? And that was kind of the theme of the night, I guess, you know. And honestly, guys, like when you meet people like this, like they light up when you recognize them. It's not like, you know, the people that have four million followers and this, that and the other and like all this crazy shit. These are people that like when you recognize them out in public, they like take it as a compliment and they want they want to be fucking weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. That should have been like the precursor to this is don't be a fucking weirdo like don't follow this person's wife home but like yeah that is a human being who is just as valid and as flawed as you are and don't mm-hmm. treat them like fucking royalty and don't treat them like some of the trying to bang what like stalk yeah totally or, like, you know what i'm saying totally. it's, just, it's one of those things like treat them like an actual human being like they're an adult dude mm-hmm. they're here to have a good time just like you are so in, in the meantime of us um taking pictures with brian and then we go in and we take pictures with brandon we which brandon crumb another phenomenal fucking just, role just a, in this just a homie and just that guy he he rolled up with a backpack mm-hmm. and i was like we're gonna be friends mm-hmm. right <laughs> my man rolled up to his movie premiere and rocking the jan sport <laughs> belt bottom waterproof yeah. oh yeah <laughs> He's been to Dormont before, it turns out. He knows yeah. that it always rains. <laughs> Bless the rains down in Dormont. <laughs> so, uh, the whole time, we're kind of like letting the uh, line die down to the merch stand, right? Mm-hmm. And Which turns out was a mistake, but that's okay. Yeah, it's yeah. a mistake because they did run out of posters. Yeah. I thought that they were going to have more. Mm-hmm. That's okay. I'm glad they sold out. As someone who has done plenty of like pop-up chefs. Selling things, out is what you want. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You don't have to take any of that like extension of that shit home. You don't have to deal with it. I totally fucking get that. Yeah. Um. So we get up and you know we get one of each, uh, which by the way, uh, we will be having a giveaway coming up uh while we are between seasons so just so y'all know we'll be putting more of the information about how that's going to work in our instagram which is at under the floorboards five so make sure you're following mm-hmm. um but you will be getting uh first place is going to get a copy of wolf hollow dvd uh second place will be getting uh some baseball cards of selfie guy from terrifier 2 mm-hmm signed that are signed one mm. featuring laura lavera yep one yep. of them will be featuring lauren lavera um the other one i'm gonna be keeping for myself mm-hmm. <laughs> um but we'll have a lot of cool shit coming out um also whoever gets first place will get in our interview with eric and myself yeah. um which is gonna which is a lot of fun in case you haven't been able to tell mm-hmm. um and i'd like to point yeah. out that like this giveaway is not just subjected to our patrons this is for free to play players as well because we we love the attention this is this is actually how you grind levels is how right 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 is by doing shit like this we're gonna spend two years in the starting area killing boars (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so yeah. we we get back up, we meet the king, and I was like, I know that like you don't have any more posters, and that's fine. But how much for the wine bottle? Because there was a wine bottle with the artwork from Wolf Hollow mm. on the front of it, right? And we were both as like <laughs> functioning alcoholics. We were like. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and fucking Mark is the king that he is. Just like goes what wine bottle and just grabs it and hands. It to me. <laughs> he puts it in his like secret jacket pocket, <laughs> and it's like pointing out. <laughs> right, like, right, it's it's right. like across my chest. <laughs> is that your limited edition Wolf Hollow wine bottle? Or are you just happy to see me, <laughs> dude? If my boner was coming up to my chest, I know <laughs> <laughs> that's a murder stick, ladies. <laughs> it is that big. <laughs> Men, it is also there. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Congrats on coming out, John. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. It's almost July or right. June. <laughs> right. Whatever yeah, yeah. game month is. Yeah, I can't I yeah, yeah. <laughs> every month is game month. That's you know what, what I mean? I, like, it doesn't it doesn't change from month to month. Yeah. Um still proud, still happy, still gay. But then, you know, we're talking to Mark, um, which I'm really excited to see who wins the raffle prize because it's the dagger from the movie so here's my thing raffle prize people moving forward and really us too the way that you secure those tickets <laughs> for that raffle is by giving people something that is not only an on-screen relic but also one of them totally you know totally. what i mean there will never be another one of these in production this is what mm -hmm. it is right this exists in this plane mm -hmm. for all i know they had two or three I don't care. This is the one that was presented to me as grand prize, and this is the one. As far as I'm concerned, there's one ring. So that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we were super super hyped about that, and then Mark just kind of leans in and goes, "Hey, do you guys want to go to the after party afterwards?" Which is one of those moments, like I was talking about previously, when opportunities. Do I just now or do I just later? When opportunities prevent themselves. <laughs> You have to go for it. You know what I'm saying? Because opportunities that are like this one was for us are rare and few mm -hmm. and far between, at least for right now. It depends on how many patrons we have. Um, <laughs> but the idea of having our Pittsburgh dreams rained out earlier this day mm -hmm. and still getting the opportunity to go to downtown Pittsburgh strip district to enjoy a few drinks with the homies that have made this movie mm -hmm. is another one of those just surreal opportunities. Right. So it kind of worked itself out. Then, you know, I kind of heard like rewrite the stars playing behind me while <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole sky just opened up in the middle You're of the fucking theater. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do this. Don't okay. Do this okay, okay. They understood the reference and that's fine. Don't okay. Okay. Yeah. In case you guys You're didn't know. Be popular. <laughs> Why do you get to sing it? Are you serious? It was my joke. <laughs> my joke. So as a not uh, more popular as, than me, <laughs> Kermie. Um, so as somebody who works at bars, has worked at bars, and will continue to work at bars, break down this bar for me. Because this, my first impression, I feel like we have the same kind of. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, so we went to what was called Cadence, uh, which is in what's called the Strip District. Uh, and also, I don't know if you knew this or not, but I was looking at maps and stuff yesterday and the strip that we were going down was where they were filming the dark Knight rises. 
the bridge that was on the other side, or the other bridge from where we were coming in at was where they were trying to escape at. So this has got to be one of those moments for you of realization where you were once again <laughs> treading the ground or in fact being almost run over on the ground of greatness. Absolutely. Right? Because absolutely. I want to talk about this before we get to cadence. You motherfuckers in Pittsburgh are nuts when you drive into <laughs> Pittsburgh. <laughs> Y'all are some fast and furious fucking Forza 22 <laughs> motherfuckers. We were in an Uber and we almost got killed seven times. By four cars. Right. <laughs> Doing fucking 120 in a 55 going under this bridge. They and were also in the like not lane. They were off to the right. Past we were the in the lane. right lane and they were passing us on the right. <laughs> And I felt so bad for, uh, I'm 80% sure that the guy uh, that was our Uber driver was Haitian, just because I've met mm-hmm. a lot had, of people from the, Haiti. He had the yeah. French accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah he, yeah, he yeah, totally yeah. had the yeah. Creole accent, yeah, but yeah. it was just so funny for him to just be like, you can't just go this fast. Like, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, he was, he was beside himself, and what, what, what I was sensing was that he was sensing that we were terrified, which we were, yeah. um, and that was somehow <laughs> negatively going to impact his financial gain from this drive, right? Right. You know, because he was 10 and 2, white-knuckling it the whole way. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? And I, was, I felt so bad for him because he was so cool. We were listening to fucking Ed Sheeran, just like... <laughs> just trying to calm yeah, down. Just teeny-bopping it in the back seat, you you know what I mean? And we're like getting passed by fucking, you know, Paul Walker on the right and everything. And like, um, <laughs> the ghost of Paul, Walker. the ghost of Paul Walker. That's that sleepy hollow too shit. Um, but just anyway, looks out the window. Family. Yeah, we, we do. Anyway, like all I wanted to say is y'all need to slow the fuck down because you almost killed us and I'm not trying to get killed in Pittsburgh. Okay. <laughs> um, that's not how I want to die. You're burying me in Carolina. Um, anyhow, yeah, I don't want my family to have to pay to move my body. That's what I'm saying. Um, so we do make it to Cadence, right? Mm-hmm. And Cadence, as it turns out, was a bike shop, right? And I'm joking because I know what it really was, but we go to the door and it's locked and it says entrance down here and we go down there and it's still the bike shop where we enter, right? Well, the funny yeah, so the funny part was like we we went in and there is the bikes the bike shop is beautiful and it's like two floors that you can see when you first walk in yeah. because most of the building is just glass. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that survives in Pittsburgh. Maybe it's because people are nicer there. It's not Philadelphia. Yeah, it's not- Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cuz everybody in Pittsburgh again like not to go off on a tangent here. Everybody that we interacted so with nice. was super fucking nice. So, so fucking I will say nice. that about Pittsburgh interactions aside from the drivers. Y'all are cool people. You just drive too fucking crazy. Um, but yeah oh that's crazy yeah but there's an elevator because guess what this bar is motherfucking speakeasy which means in the time of prohibition that this Mm. would have acted as a bar underground for people that wanted to get good and stinking drunk without the law catching on to it Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know a little history but weed's a problem right no it's not i know that So the impression that I got when we got down in there was that this is an industrial design. Interior design was beautiful. Again, it was a really cool. Everything is like stone and like iron beams or steel Mm -hmm. iron, but like um, a lot of low light, a lot of fucking really, really hot people 
suit tying it up in here. And this is where I realized that I'm fucking underdressed in my fucking gap jacket and my <laughs> denim. I thought jeans. your jacket looked nice. I well, I like it. I I've like never it. seen you in anything like that. It, it so. wasn't it wasn't a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah. I'm normally long sleeve t shirt and it was some board shorts and a pair of fucking Albert. But like um everybody in this place looked like they made an honest six figures and I was like, Oh, okay. Let me check the menu. And I flipped the menu because the bartender had handed us the drink menu and everything is $40. That's a mixed drink. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Luckily, again, John's trash. So I was like, right. I will take a shot of Fernie and a fucking beer. Uh-huh. And I, well, what I said to the bartender was, I'll take a shot of Fernie and a uh, Maduro, which is uh, from Cigar City. Mm-hmm. Love that beer. And uh, the guy like walked off for a minute with my card to like start my tab. He leans back over the bar because I don't even know if I should like let this trick of the trade out for how you get served faster because it works for I me don't every care. time. Well, no, yeah. I don't care about that. I'm yeah. saying like I don't want to go somewhere and people are fucking using it now, so there's people in front of me. <laughs> but anyways, the next guy- time we're at the speakeasy in Pittsburgh, John, we'll know. Yeah. The next time I'm at a fucking bar, man, we're gonna mm-hmm. go global. <laughs> right. Coming from Hamburg. Yeah, I'm gonna be in fucking Singapore not yeah. being able to get a fucking sling. Right. Everything has fucking shrimp in it. I hate it. Also, that was an incredible pun. But I like it. No. Yeah, yeah. Anyways. Slingapore. The, the guy comes in and or comes back to me and he's like, by the way, by Fernie, you meant Fernet, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yes. This was also the this second man had the hardest time getting a shot of Fernet in Pittsburgh. I'm telling you, dude, the the second one was even fucking harder. Mm-hmm. Cause like because uh, he had it. Yeah. I <laughs> still didn't know what it was. Because <laughs> uh, we we had gone up, we got our drinks. We got there before everybody else did, except for like maybe a handful of people um, that weren't actually in the movie. And it felt like friends and family style. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So we were kind of exploring the place. And for those of you on our Instagram, you'll see some shots and some mm-hmm. video footage of kind of what we took of the place. Uh, there was an escape tunnel that yeah. was super fucking yeah. rad. That, that was super rad. It hit like Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disney <laughs> World where there's like, I don't know if this goes anywhere, but like they had it labeled as like, uh, uh, what was the sign above? Do you remember what it said? Oh, uh, I think it was away from the authorities. Yeah. That's well. the energy <laughs> I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, so we loved the aesthetic of this place. Super industrial. Um, very classic. Like. Uh, it was almost like they just put a layer of lacquer mm-hmm. over everything, right? And just yeah. kept the building the same. Right. Um, so we're walking around for a bit, and we come back, and we realize that everybody's starting to show up. Mm-hmm. And uh, Eric sits down at the table where... I Brent- hadn't sit down. I hadn't sat down. Okay. Cause I, I-, I, I want to walk through this experience oh, yeah. go, on my go, end. Go ahead. <laughs> because the first person that sits down at our table of four, mark that, is Lynn Lapp. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, we had previously gotten puts a fo- her leg over her leg, mm-hmm. fucking just fucking stunner. Mm-hmm. Right, sitting down at the table. Right, Lynn Lowry's. Um, for a lack of a better way of putting it, if you're listening to this, homie, I'm sorry, but for a lack of a better better way of putting it, her agent sits down next to her, or some kind. He of, was handing out cards, right? Yeah, <laughs> and he, uh, she whispers in his ear and he goes off to get the alcohol, right? Mm-hmm. And everything. And so I'm like, okay, Gets this me is... the alcohol. Darling. And then what she does to me is she looks at me for a good second and a half and says, uh, why don't you sit down? You know, that like, I can't, I don't talk like that, but she has this elevated speech, this mm-hmm. elevated level of like very elegant, 
you know, regal mm-hmm. kind of speech, like old school. 100%. Woman of, of austere fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like when our winner watches yeah. the DVD of Wolf Hollow that we send them. Right. She speaks just like that. So here's the thing, <laughs> though. When, in horror, when a horror icon asks you to sit next to them and enjoy a few drinks, you obey. That, <laughs> that isn't one of those things where Eric doesn't like being told what to do. That's Eric being a sub fucking bottom <laughs> you know what i mean and eric sat down real quick <laughs> absolutely lynn lowry i will sit next to you and enjoy drink company mm-hmm. you know you know what i mean um so uh john at this point i can't remember if you had like or you were still waiting on your fernet so, <laughs> but, well, well, so, so <laughs> here, here, you pick it up from yeah, here say, here's yeah. what happened in john's world at yeah. the time was uh brandon crumb uh Came up and again at this seat of four at the time. Actually, it was three. Mm-hmm. It, oh, you're right. At it, the time, it, it was three. Yeah, at the yeah. time, it was three. Yeah. Uh, and it was just a small round table. And Brandon Crumb had like come over and put his backpack down, and he was kind of like rummaging through it and shit. And I'll be the first person to say that I'm not going to try and fucking snipe this guy's seat just because Lynn Lowry's sitting down. Like that's fucked up. He was literally in the movie. Mm-hmm. I like. I would have. But you would not have. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I no, love you. No, you, yeah. I mean, you've yeah. watched me work my way through a crowd. Sure. I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. get to where I want to be right, eventually. Right, right. Yeah, you're uh, acquiesce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aquarius. Right. So, um, anyways, Eric had told me that the um, uh, last call was at 1130. This bar closed Which is at fucking midnight. stupid. I will say you have the coolest looking bar and the worst fucking policy. That's what I'm fucking... They were actively making money. Mm-hmm. Like, you don't have to keep your kitchen open all night. There is a party of an honest 45 here that are willing to stay and spend money until you tell them no, and you're going to tell them no early. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, so I was like, I'm going to go grab another... My In my head, I was like, I'm going to go grab another Fernet, and I'm going to get this guy to bring me a chair, because mm-hmm. I'm always going to tip well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I leaned into the guy... And I was like, I'll take another Fournette. This is my tab. I need a chair for this table. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He looks at me and goes, I don't know if... And I just cut him off. <laughs> right. And I had never like really done this before in my life. And I was like, I don't think you understand. Yeah. I'm about to sit at the table with a horror icon. I need you to go get me a chair. <laughs> right. Right. And he was like, I'll see what I can do. Mm-hmm. And my first thought was... If you don't see, I'm just not going to tip you. <laughs> so, and we're going to pause and we're going to shift the camera back over to Eric because at this point. I like point, this. <laughs> yeah. Because at this point, Lynn Lowry has turned to me again. I'm, I can't, I can't see. Right. You know, I'm, I'm sitting beside one of the most beautiful women in Hollywood history mm-hmm. and she's giving me orders, you know, not really, but like. Her, her, the idea being step on me, right? (laughs) The idea being that there are five or six people gathering around this table trying to sit down and there's no seats and that kind of, she says, she says, um, there's so many people here. Why don't you just go grab me a chair? Just go steal one from another table. And I was like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, mom. And I look around everybody again, bars full still at this point. So I'm like, I don't see a chair that I can just go steal. That's not like a Mm -hmm. high top, you know? And I'm not going to disappoint Lynn Lowry. So what I do is I defer to John and I go, hey, man, Lynn Lowry just fucking told me to go get another chair and I'm not going to say no to that. So I need you to help me find another chair. Um, 
and you said it's on its way, which was a great out because I could then go and sit down mm-hmm. with Lynn and say, Hey, there is one on its way. We're going to be fine. Everybody's going to sit. Um, and then we'll pitch it back to you. Yeah. So, uh, you're still waiting on your, Fernet. I'm still you, waiting you, on my shot of Fernet because this is your Fernet experience. Yeah. Because the fucked up part was I had asked another bartender for the shot and I literally watched this dude. He goes, I got you. It's 1128. By the way, mm-hmm. I made it two minutes before last call, which when you don't do a call for a last call in a speakeasy, it doesn't feel like a speakeasy. A speakeasy anymore. feels like the origin of the last call. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's like, guys, yeah. we're wrapping it up because right. either the we gotta police go or the yeah. boss is going to be here right. in 20 minutes. Right. <laughs> yeah, that bike shop owner is. <laughs> he doesn't even know we're down he here. He comes into work at midnight 30 and if there's noise <laughs> underneath. He thinks the elevator only goes up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm like watching. I watch this dude go down the line. He starts talking to another guy. He makes that guy's drink. He shakes the shit out of it. And I, I'm saying like he diluted the fuck out of this drink. He pours it for the guy. And he's like standing there talking to him for a minute. And he walks down like away from me to the end of the bar. And then he starts walking back towards me and he sees me and he like looks back up at the fucking bottle of Fernet and looks back at me and he was like, I got you. I'm like, I would fucking hope so. Hurry the fuck up. How did you, I watched you ring it in. How did you ring it in Mm. and not just pour it? Right, right. I'm just saying down in North Carolina, it's the reverse order. You pour the, you pour the booze first. And then you ring them up. And it was like you told me on the way back, if that doesn't happen, leave the bar. Yeah, totally. Like, totally. Yeah. Totally. Which which was a shame because, like, their aesthetic was really fucking awesome. And, like, I think there were... But they had this attitude like they mm-hmm. it's awesome at that state. Yeah, so I came back and I planted myself, and that kind of brings us back to you. Because at this point, um, Saponis' wife has also sat down at this table. Right. Which, Brian, your wife's a dime. In, in, in a million different uh, ways. Right, right, right. <laughs> Eric made fun of me when we were leaving because he was like, dude, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't take that. <laughs> yeah. So as we're, at, well, we'll get back to like the conversation that we had at the table and everything. But like, um, as we're exiting the bar at midnight, I roll 3,000. Oh, we, live, um, we left at like 1245. Okay. They, they um, turned the house lights on right. us. So, um, you're shaking hands with Brian, and as soon as you like your hand integrates with his, <laughs> you go, "I love your fucking wife." <laughs> <laughs> Which is a on brand, but also b <laughs> just the funniest fucking thing you could say to somebody that you just met. I love your wife, and you said it just like that. Hey, Brian, I love your wife. <laughs> <It was, laughs> John and, was a little drunk by this yeah, point. Yeah, John, John had a couple. Uh, and, and yeah, man, and anybody that knows us know that we nurture a buzz from sunup to sundown. So, um, But yeah, man, um, we're at the table. Everybody gets their drinks. Everybody gets their fucking Fernet shots. And everybody gets their chair, right? Mm-hmm. And we have the most cordial, fun, quote-unquote, business conversation we've ever had in our sure. lives with these people. Um, Mark Cantu, some of the other actors from the movies are bouncing around the table and shaking hands, you mm-hmm. know, um, Hey, are you guys having a good time? How was the show? Did you like the movie? And that kind of mm-hmm. thing? Cause we hadn't interacted. Sure. But it was just one of those, like, like I said, opportunities 
right? Mm-hmm. And it it comes to a point where Lynn and John and I are in the in the way in the midst of like a, a three part conversation, right? Mm-hmm. That involves a lot of, and I don't know how much we can talk about because I I don't want to like spoil anything that's coming forward. No, and, t- I, and t- I also t- don't t- want to like again. I want to keep like that conversation private because I feel like that was the nature of that conversation. Sure, we can definitely say that we talked about uh, the Prodigal Feast that Lynn Lowry has coming mm-hmm. out, right. which is super mm-hmm. rad. Uh, they just yep. finished filming that, I think, the week beforehand. Right. Yeah. And oh. so it was, uh, again, hopefully, like, the agents and the movie production crew and everything are totally down with, like, that conversation happening in the context that it did. And we mm-hmm. won't, we, again, we won't spoil anything. We won't go into any more detail. But it was just that moment where <laughs> I, I kept looking back at John because I was like, this isn't fucking real, dude. This no. isn't real. No. And this is, this is why I wanted to say thank you at the very beginning of this whole conversation to all of our patrons and certainly all of our free-to-play listeners that are just supporting us and following us and liking our shit on Instagram. That um, if you had told us a year ago that we would be having a conversation over drink with a horror icon and exchanging business cards at the end of it and having a good time and it mm-hmm. wasn't like, fuck you, I hate you, but I will do this if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. It, there wasn't anything negative about it. Um, I would have told you you're fucking crazy. Totally. You know? Totally. Um, because we're sitting in this cool speakeasies at downtown Pittsburgh with a bunch of friends that we've met over. I never this thought journey. I'd be in Pittsburgh. <laughs> no. a, a bunch of homies that we've met along this along this you know journey, and um, it sort of culminated, and it really again it was like an emotional experience for me because I think about my dad and what my dad mm-hmm. would have to say. If he were here, knowing that I had had a fucking like that, we had had a sit down yeah. conversation with Lynn Lowry at a red carpet movie premiere. You know what I'm saying? It's just mm-hmm. one of those things where it just strikes you like how fucking fortunate you are to be where you are right now. And that's what I was saying earlier. If you don't take those opportunities when they come, you can't ever know what you're capable of experiencing. Right. right. You know, totally. Um, and I don't know if you want to talk about anything else that happened within that conversation. We did get a good... Uh, I would say, I, I do have something. <laughs> we did have a good validating conversation about how we feel about The Conjuring. <laughs> I'll touch on The Conjuring in just a yeah. second, because I, I, I want to jump back to when we were still at the theater, and I did tell Mark Cantu that the only thing that would have made this experience better would be being able to talk to my grandmother about it, like you were saying yeah. with your dad. Like This was just like such a surreal thing to happen, and just... Something that felt like it was out of the realm of possibility mm-hmm. until it happened, you know? Because, guys, we're fucking nobody. You know what I mean? We're, <laughs> we're, we're just a couple of dudes that love this shit. And mm-hmm. we're, you know what I mean? It's like we're sort of getting to that point where we're hanging out with Lynn Lowry. Dude. We're hanging out with Mark Cantu. And Brian Sopronis' wife. <laughs> right. And Brian Sopronis' wife. Mark Cantu, Jess Euler, you know, everybody. Dude. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's crazy. It's crazy having that kind of experience. And again, you just have to go for it because yeah. that's what the people that you've left behind that love this shit do would have wanted to do in the first place. Mm-hmm. And not to get like melodramatic or anything like that, but it's just one of those things for me where, like you said, mm-hmm. you got to tell this dude, like my grandmother would have loved knowing that I was here mm-hmm. and you made this possible for me. Right. And what I will say, all credit to Mark that's due we need to give credit to someone in particular that really like kind of facilitated this. I'm going to give that. At the, I want to give that at, at the, the end. very end. Okay, I want to cool. give that at the, I, like I want a section at the end about that. Cause I have some real things to give to. I already know what you're cool. talking about. Yeah, cool. Um, 
but back to back to the uh the speakeasy you know we uh, we were talking about the conjuring uh one of the producers for wolf hollow was really good friends with and a co-producer uh with someone who was one of the producers for the conjuring Mm -hmm. and the best part about this story is like we're sitting there talking to brian sponis's wife because she was talking about how much she loved horror movies, so mm. obviously she already had my heart from the get-go. Right, we can, we can talk all night yeah, long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was yeah. like, okay, we're actually going to yeah. be best friends, because right. by this point, uh, Eric was getting inside on Prodigal Feast, mm-hmm. and they were just going back and forth. I was like, well, I'm never... I'm not that guy where, like... And Eric has watched this, too, where, like, when I go for the snipe, it's because there's nothing happening. Like mm-hmm. I never like interject myself. You're not, Shut the fuck up. What's going on? Yeah, yeah, you know it, what I mean? yeah. yeah. That's just not my mo. Yeah. So I was like, I will absolutely talk to you. I'm just excited to be here. You seem really cool. Um, and we were talking for a minute, and she was she was talking about how she didn't like um, what was it? She didn't like gory movies. And my first thought. Was I was gonna say like Eli Roth, and the first thing she said was like like hostile, like I just don't right. like that. <laughs> I was just like I was in tears, yeah, yeah, because yeah. I already yeah. knew. Yeah. Um, but the uh, <laughs> the guy that I was just talking about walks up to the table, and he's like, "We're all talking about The Conjuring." He was like, "Yeah, he's, that movie. I have so many opinions about, and this is why." And he just like starts talking to somebody and turns around and just fucking... I wanted to hear that story so bad and we'll never get to know. Because we ripped that movie on this fucking podcast. We fucking ripped that Mm -hmm. movie. And I was so... That is a historical under the floorboards moment of us coming at this franchise sideways like that. Because I love James Wan and I hate The Conjuring. (laughs) It's one of those absolutely not kind of movies for us. Yeah. Oh... And it was just so funny too because the uh, he had gotten a Pittsburgh salad, which if those for those of you who don't know, is what, that what it was called? Yeah. So well, so I only knew what it was called because I knew that before coming up okay. here. So a Pittsburgh salad is when you take a steak, sometimes with blue cheese on top of it, uh, your salad and French fries, and then you smother it in fucking ketchup. Yeah, dude, they don't. I guess they fuck around because <laughs> that's wild shit. That just to sounds me. like high food to me. It's like <laughs> I have these four things in my fridge and I put it all in a bowl. I needed to eat some salad right. today. <laughs> right. But it got ordered to our table. So he would like come by and like take a couple bites of it and then like go talk to other people to come mm-hmm. back by and take a couple bites of it. Right. Oh, it was the funniest shit in the world. He's just got this fucking like three pound salad in his hands. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, so after he kind of just like leaves, you know, uh, we kind of get enthralled into this conversation with Lynn and that's including Brian's wife. Um, and Brian's wife, I'm so sorry that I don't remember your name. It's really because I was so drunk when I met you. We both were, <laughs> we both were. but you were my best friend that night. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> and I was at the same table. <laughs> Yeah, man. And what I will say about these people, generally speaking, I do want to talk about Len for another second, but what I, oh, I totally. will say about these people is at the end of the day, every single one of these motherfuckers, you know oh, what I mean? yeah, totally. They're just people that love this shit mm-hmm. again. And when, like we were talking about earlier about just being normal human beings, don't approach them like there's somebody that's above or below you. 
you know as above and, so below exactly yeah 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 don't just they're a human being you know mm-hmm. have a conversation enjoy a few drinks sit down talk about what you mm-hmm. love and bond over you know what i mean that's all that any of us are trying to do right? totally also i will say that lynn is one of the most humble in my life too. and, and I, she is hilarious and she was in the same room as mark <laughs> so like i can say that she is so fucking funny and again just this elegant classy lady mm-hmm. but it's like that's not like a guise, but like the personality underneath mm-hmm. all of that elegance and everything is so charming, funny, mm-hmm. and just like, like well versed in all of these things. And she's been acting, she said, for 50 years and things yeah. like that, you know. And it's like story she had. People's you marriages I mean? don't even last that long. I know. People dude. don't even live that right? long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. And so it was just a really, really cool, you know, moment to like meet somebody that you consider like not not you consider, but like the mm-hmm. world considers an icon, and for her to be so modest and humble about, it, mm-hmm. you know, there's no pride here. I mean, if it is, Arnold, there's no pride not, in bossing. Saying she's, <laughs> she's not projecting it, you know what I mean? And she yeah. even like took the time to like have that that conversation with me where she was like, "I feel like I'm nothing like Eric." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There was like, yeah. there was like genuine concern that like, what if I come off as this character in real life mm-hmm. and that kind of thing? Sure. It was like, you're such a fucking sweet. You know? mm-hmm. So yeah. The one thing I I do want to note about Lynn um, is she was kind of exactly what I thought she would be, and it was all of those lovely accolades that you just gave her with the humor to match someone that has been in horror for fifty years. Because there is a level of, like, leniency that you have to give to, like, what people say in situations. And we were talking about, so some of you might not know, um, she was actually supposed to be on the podcast before the Wolf Hollow premiere. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she kind of had some family things get up, which obviously happens. Yeah, we more than understand yeah. she will be on the show in season two. Um, especially because we were having the conversation and... Uh, I'm going to do my best Lynn Lowry impression here in a second um, because <laughs> be, well, it's, it's so, it's so endearing and it's so it charming. That's it, what, it's coming from a place of love. not a Yeah. Mockery. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I was explaining cause she was asking uh, if people were going to see her face and like how it was going to work and like mm-hmm. this, that, and the other. And for anybody who has listened to this knows that I go a little analytical at points and start fucking over explaining shit. Mm-hmm. She looks at me and goes, darling, I don't need to know all that. Like, are they going to see my face or not? And like, right. we, we, ex- <laughs> we explained the situation. I was like, we can do whatever again, the fuck you want to again, be on. <laughs> while she's holding your hand from across the <laughs> table, like a total fucking sweetheart. Like she's not coming down on you or anything like that. No, it's, it's no, just, no, no. It's just, no, I just need to know this because I, it was like a level of like self Because I don't care about anything. Right. Else. Yeah, and yeah, and, and yeah. that's great. Yeah. You know? and, uh, total humility and just, you know, oh my God, what an experience. And she was, uh, this was my favorite part of the night. This is a story that I will tell. Is Go for it. She yeah. was really, she is really excited to be on the podcast, which obviously we took as like one of the biggest compliments in the world. And we, course, do, yeah. we do every time a we guest. We take this very seriously when yeah. somebody wants to come hang out Dude, with us yeah <laughs> every time that someone wants to be a guest on our cast it doesn't matter who it is we are so excited because it's the event of the week for us well because there's also a reason that we don't do a third or a, a, another co-host you know we have two people for a reason because when we have a guest on we want 
them to be special in the spotlight. I, yeah, I don't want them to fight through three fucking people. Um, and it was so it was so funny because I had like reached down, and you know I'm holding hands with Lynn Lowry, and like obviously the inside of me is just fucking melting like pudding. And she just goes, uh, "So for your podcast, would you like to do me?" <laughs> and like I was so drunk at this point mm-hmm. that I just kind of like. I sat up just a little bit, uh-huh. but I'm still holding her hand. Like, my hands didn't move, but my body went back. Right. And I was just kind of like, so we all heard how that sounded, right? And she was right. like, of course, darling. Right, right, right. <laughs> I was just yeah. like, oh. <laughs> right. Oh, Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, she was like, I'm excited. I was like, I'm fucking excited. Right. Jesus Christ. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And it was so surreal. Like, I, like, like you iterated earlier, I couldn't imagine being in that situation until we were there. And it was fucking incredible. I, what's that thing that they say about luck? Like, how do you define luck? Mm-hmm. Right? It's when preparation and opportunity. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we've been preparing for this moment subconsciously for our entire lives, loving, <laughs> loving these movies and like databasing within our brains, all these like micro interactions mm-hmm. between people and directors and producers and, you know, and things like that. The and, second part felt like you were talking about my autism, but that's fine. Oh, no, no, that's our other podcast. We dive. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it was. Again, you take those fucking, it, it, it wasn't up to mark. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't one of those things where Mark was going to gatekeep that and, and like keep it to just the actors and producers mm-hmm. for that after party. He wanted to hang out with us. He wanted us to be a part of that. And I was the only person that, or we were the only people that I saw that weren't friends, family, or a part of the film that were there. And that was uh fucking number one, just like a, a really, really special thing mm-hmm. on my end. At least I know you feel the same way, but like I can myself on oh, this. Oh, totally. Um, being included in that was very, very cool. And I'm doing my normal, awkward, like kind of quiet kid thing where I'm like, I don't really mm-hmm. know that I'm supposed to sit. At this. You know what I mean? That's I'm, probably why you were sitting next to Lynn Lowry. And that's, like because, you, well, yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. And that's, <laughs> and that's how it like, that's how it shook down was like, no, dude, you're a part of this. Right. And mm-hmm. like, that was the, the life lesson there for me. It was like, just fucking dive head first into that shit mm-hmm. and have fun. Right. Um, and that's all that any of it was, man. Cause like you I'm like said, licking my lips over here, ready for that shit. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause Are you going to ask somebody to step on you at the next mad monster. No. Cause I just still feel like that's an inappropriate thing to say to somebody in public, but that's who I am as a person. So, um, <laughs> he liked it. I know. He it's okay. I'm sure fucking, uh, lady Dimitrescu would, <laughs> my point just being that like, again, we couldn't have envisioned this, like, not to reiterate this for the fucking hunt. Uh, being in a place, like I said, where we're in a fucking speakeasy in a in an unfamiliar city with people that we love and meeting four I dude, a year ago, bro, where we were just watching a movie on fucking, you know, Amazon Prime. Let's talk some shit, you know what I mean? Like, all the, where that was just what the attitude was totally. versus, like, where we are now, dude. It's insane, so... You want to talk any more about Saturday night, or do you want to just move into the fucking conclusion here? Because like fucking nothing happened. Son. Yeah, the only thing that I will uh, say about Saturday that also happened before we were all in the table enthralled in the conversation between everybody. Right. Also, uh, shout out to Lucky. 
that we talked about. Lucky Steve kept bouncing in and out. Uh, I love Brandon. Like yeah, I said, yeah. this was the dude who showed up in a Jan Sport backpack yeah, and it was like ready to fucking be everybody's best right. friend. And I was, I was fucking here for this, that this energy. Like teddy bear of a man. Oh, one hundred percent. Um. Also, guys, he has one of my favorite character arcs, like in a movie. It's so, it's so good. Uh, yeah. That, well, okay. I will say this. This is a minor spoiler. Post credits. Post credits of Wolf Hollow. Yep, that's the same thing that uh, Spencer Madison said. Is mm-hmm. when when you watch because if you're listening to this, watch Wolf Hollow. When you get to the end, watch to the credits. The movie doesn't end until the DVD ejects out of your player. And you that- know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> like until your DVD player gives up. Until you're back on the sub menu, the movie's not over. It spins Keep for twelve it. hours after you pass out. Keep watching <laughs> it. Yeah, Wolf Hollow Two is just on the DVD. And <laughs> no, <laughs> I will say that was my fa- uh, actually. I I do want to bounce back one yeah. more time to when we're actually in the theater and in the Q and A. Uh, was so obviously anyone who has listened to our episode with Jess already knows this. Um, but. Uh, somebody asked about a sequel and Mark kind of handed it off. And before he could, he was just like, somebody was talking for a minute and they were like, we've had a couple ideas for sequels. And all you hear from us is howls angels, Mm -hmm. which was fucking Jess's plug. (laughs) And so Jess took it upon herself to like grab the mic. Absolutely. That's right. right. I was like, yeah, we're team wolf hollow. Let's fucking Go! Got a Let's single fuck. silver bullet. <laughs> um, but the other thing I was going to talk about was when we were uh, in uh, Cadence, the speakeasy on Saturday night, um, I took a moment, and I swear to God I'm not this guy, uh, but I flipped my phone up, and I mean, when I say flip it up, I mean, like, when you flip a boner like into the top of your pants tucked up. yeah tucked up mm-hmm. that's what i did with my phone mm-hmm. to like just kind of take like a quick vid- your phoner <laughs> see um <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to get like a quick shot of the round table uh-huh. right yeah, yeah yeah and i stopped obviously on brian's wife and she's just, just laughing at mm-hmm. me and i was like i can't f-, and i'm like drunk at this point right. too and i'm just like i can't help it I've just, I've, this is an yeah. amazing experience and I just love Lynn Lowry so much. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen that video yet. That's cool. Uh, yeah. well, it's like a quarter of a second. I'm oh, just okay. like, pull it together, man. <laughs> right, 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 right. Stop and being of, fucking weird. John. And of course, and of course at the end of the night, you know, we had, um, we had to blow one more cervix with Mark. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Lots of handshakes, lots of hugs, lots of love mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. And he really did. I feel like going ab- above and beyond to organize that number one the after party itself but also like just bringing us along for the ride it's something mm-hmm. it's really one of like my life's honors to be a part of that whole experience you know and totally I just, just it's just a cool fucking group of people all together. Mm-hmm. i mean i can't say enough about it. yeah absolutely because uh, again everybody that was a part of that project was absolutely incredible um acting wise and in the cinematography and the just I just can't like there's there's yeah. nothing I can really say like that whole experience was perfect. It was as good as the movie was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was if I'm, not if not like yeah. And I'm going to plug the movie one more time even though we've been talking about it the entire or you know half the time is watch Wolf Hollow. 
go on Instagram, go to at Wolf Hollow and fucking get a copy of it. I guarantee you it'll happen. And yeah. like, I, I just, I can't say good enough things about it. Uh, We're waiting on more intel about when streaming will be a, be available, and we'll certainly let you guys know when we know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but the best way that you can directly support these people that we love so much is by buying a copy of the film right now, mm-hmm. and we would just gently encourage you to do so. And also, guys, like that's kind of something Eric and I were talking about earlier, is there is an evolution on this page. We're always going to do the comedy reviews that we do, um, but there's but there's always going to be a platform for the indie guy yeah. on here. And I think that's what's kind of makes us worth sharing just as much is if you want a place like where you're going to find out when infinity pool comes out, which I got to tell you, I didn't love um, Fangoria. That's mm-hmm. great. I think that if you want to know what's coming out and things that you should be seeing, mm-hmm. Like, we're about to have uh, Cheney Morrow from Malum mm. on our show. And Malum is a show, is is a movie that is about to make, in my opinion, should be making as much waves as Terrifier 2. Cool. Um, and I, like, that is something that we're going to be perpetuating on this show just as much, you know? And, I mean, obviously, we're going to have the same format. We've already got a bunch of uh, interviews <laughs> lined up where we're going to have people coming on still doing their favorite uh horror movies um and i guess i lied uh because i will make another patreon plug is they will still be having their own interviews as well for things that are coming out that you should be a part of um yeah other we we we, i i do want to say um that we are getting to a place now where we don't ever want to be those guys that are or anything like that Mm -hmm. but we also have to like acknowledge that like there has to be a veil between stuff that mm. our free to play fans can listen to and the people that are subscribing to our Patreon. We have to make some point, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, totally. And, you know, maybe this isn't going to like be delivered so well or received so well. Like, I really do. Delete your account. I really do. Um, as people who do support monetarily uh, these other people that are doing the damn thing, I really feel mm-hmm. like like the best way that we can do this is sort of just exchanging those three dollars here and there you know what i'm saying because it is going to good things like this again yeah. like our our patrons um shout out to everybody that is a patron directly made this possible for us 100 and we wouldn't be able to have executed this without that community of people that fucking love us to the point that they're willing to give us their hard-earned money and again it anytime that we do an ad or anything like that, we're not begging. It's not one of those things where we'll ever like withhold love from anybody that doesn't give us money or whatever, but it does help. And it does Mm -hmm. facilitate things that we can do that we can in turn share with you guys. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what the whole vibe is here. So it is super helpful. Um, But I want to make sure that everybody that's listening to this knows that we would love it a whole lot more just this one time <laughs> if you would direct your hard-earned dollars to uh mark Cantu and crew and buy a copy of wolf hollow 110 percent, 110 percent. and i think uh you mentioned it earlier we have a very special shout out to give to right yep um so you may have noticed in the interviews that we've done and things like that that for the most part with mark and jess and uh, the person that we're going to mention here in a minute is that we would not have been able to have those interviews had this person of question not 
facilitated those digital introductions mm-hmm. at the first point. So, and, um, and I think it's really funny that this is a person that when I discovered who they were, uh, we listened to the same podcast, which was nice. Talk Scary to Me. Yeah. And they had gotten, uh, you know, this person works out a lot, which I can't relate. But <laughs> yeah. Fucking shred. Oh, my God. So <laughs> uh, they were coming on to a really big year for themselves. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I went on to their IMDb. I was like, oh, my God, they're in all this crazy shit that honestly I never would have seen without, right. you know, that two degrees. Um, and they have been super supportive and incredibly kind and gave us, you know, the time of day, which they didn't have to. Kind of that like secret. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I'll let you unveil who it was. Spencer Madison. We love shit. Like straight up. Mm -hmm. Um, it's again, like, I, I feel like opportunity is what it is and I refuse to take credit for it. Mm-hmm. that got us here and i'm trying not to you, you know <laughs> what i mean um but from being like one of the coolest interviews we've ever had to also just one of the best fuck um this is not an episode that we're doing without your direct and the work that you put into and i don't even care if it felt like a throwaway oh yeah absolutely like we'll just go ahead and introduce you to mark and everybody um because it means the world to us 100 it it really gave us an avenue into this thing that we adore so much. And it's one of those examples of like, I don't, I don't feel like people really realize like when you're having conversations with people and you're introducing people to other people and you're trying to, it's not even like for any kind of gain whatsoever. It's just like, I feel like you would fuck with this person. I don't know if people realize how many doors that opens mm-hmm. and how many potential friendships or loves or anything that comes out of that have, right. Mm-hmm. Or that can be gained from it. Um, and Spencer, especially, I know that you kind of had a vibe for what we were going for and what we were trying to accomplish and things like that, but it was one of those things for me where it just, it absolutely meant the world. Yeah. I, I can't thank you enough. Um, again, just for giving us the time of day, you know, this entire, I mean, obviously we're putting work into what we're doing. But you, but you open up like this entire indie world to us that I didn't think was possible. So thank you so much for Let alone existed at first, right? Yeah, yeah, I I literally would have never seen Wolf Hollow Ex- if it wasn't for Spencer. Exactly you know, right. like in yeah. I probably wouldn't know about Last Checkout coming out, and which doesn't even have her in it. But there's so much that spiders out from yeah. that. Um, that I'm I'm really excited to be a part of, and I'm I also really want to thank the indie community for bringing us in this year. Yeah, I want to thank the open arm. Yeah, um, I want to thank the horror community for supporting us. Um, and dude, it's been one hell of a first season. Yeah, man. Um, I don't even know if we need to like talk about it on this episode, but like, what uh, would you would you genuinely uh, bleh. <laughs> Would you recommend it to a friend? Today's episode would of you Eric do it is again? sponsored by alcohol. <laughs> would you genuinely, um, so would you generally or genuinely consider the Pittsburgh trip to be the highlight of season, let's say? Or do we want to uh, talk about multiple highlights or does it seem? 
I don't know that it could be included because the big thing was like. <sighs> there's so much, right? I was saying yeah. there, there's so many highlights that led up to this yeah. that it was just kind of one of those things where like. You know, we met David Liz and Mark Cantu and Spencer right. and fucking Jess. Mm-hmm. And like, there was so. Fucking Brian and everybody. Let's just shout them all yeah, out. Yeah, like, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. It's it's like a highlight by association. Right. Yes. I think, yeah. I think the Pittsburgh trip was the perfect way to end season one. I think this was a trip that everyone deserved Mm -hmm. i think this was uh something that was beneficial for everybody i think um yeah we talked about it earlier where there's a level of symbiosis Mm -hmm. between us and the ships rising kind of vibes exactly and i'm glad that people wanted us to be a part of their crew yeah and that was really fun yeah (laughs) that was that was the that was probably the peak of season one for me is like the feeling of (laughs) so doesn't somebody want to be wanted yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, man and like no i agree 100 percent. again i feel like i consider it like a genuine honor to be able to do this with you every monday and we Mm -hmm. get to like hang out and do this thing that we love and talk our shit and like Mm -hmm. watch attack on titan and you get to fucking feed me spicy chicken that fucks my stomach (laughs) up for three days and it's it's fucking awesome um and so yeah man like really you know just echoing week after week after week i feel like um, not only that everybody that's been a part of this on our end of things on the under the floorboard side of it has like, it's, it's like, they've been awesome certainly. And we can't understate that, but like everybody that's been a part of it from the other side too, from the mm-hmm. guest perspective or from people who share our stories and our posts and things like that. And like all of our things on Instagram that are only, you know what I mean? That, mm-hmm. that costs nothing, but it does nothing but benefit us. And that's super cool too, right? Mm-hmm. They, they, they're not gaining from way right and yet they do it routinely it's just like dude it's cool man i feel like we kind of have a little tribe here that we're developing with these people that are all mm-hmm. involved with all this shit so it it's just yeah man I, I don't know that i have like a one highlight as much as i just like not to be a cop out but i feel like the whole year has been amazing yeah. from start to finish mark saying cervix with us is pretty fucking high up <laughs> but <laughs> No less than seven times. Actually, what really got me was in Jess's episode where she was like, I'm supposed to say like cervix or something. That's love, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Tell your actors to say cervix on our podcast. Dude, I'm telling you, that's that's the real sleeper. Like if you come on UTF. We should hear you should be able to slip cervix in there mm-hmm. somewhere because we're trying to slip in. That's your how cervix. we know you know we know you know. <laughs> Do you have any final thoughts for this season? Uh, no, man. I just uh, again want to say thank you for everybody, uh, uh, everybody's support and love and enduring fucking faith in this thing and being willing um, at any at at any level support us whether it's liking a post or sharing a post or leaving a comment or shooting us a cool like like you know sending us me things like that or entertaining our messages that we send them and mm-hmm. things like that or subscribing to a patreon and giving us their hard-earned dollars to support what we want to do mm-hmm. um it takes a fucking village and i feel like we have established something that's very special with all of you all and i could not be uh, more love 
So, Well, you were saying a lot of stuff, so I'm not going to reiterate all that. <laughs> but what I am going to say is, guys, see, so just a reminder, uh, if you want full content uh, through our break, remember that's going to be on our Patreon. So $3 a month, you will never run out of content. And also, Season 2, man. Free to play listeners we'll see you on May 7th. Yep, we'll see you on May 7th. Everybody else, we'll see you on May the 4th be with you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, guys, uh, season two, new interviews, new movies, new theme song. Better audio. Better fucking audio. Thanks again, Tim. We love you. Yeah, oh my God. This episode goes out to fucking Fair Witness and Tim Nolan. So, thank you, everybody, for joining us on the very first season of Under the Floorboards. Where it creaks, it cracks, and we laugh with the creatures that go bump in the night. Good night, motherfuckers. Fuck you.